0: Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll free at 855 453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you there. 855 453. Joining you in the studio tonight, it is Ian here. And Mark. We'll be having Bradley Jardis joining us uh, shortly. He has to drive like an hour and a half or two hours to get here, and I I really appreciate his dedication, because nobody asked him to, and he's mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. So uh, he'll be joining us shortly here. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. You can bring up anything that you want. That is the point of Free Talk Live. why we call it that. By the way, uh, big news, oh, I guess, for online listeners that have been SOL as far as the listen lines are concerned for the last several days. We have a new provider, and that means that we have brand new numbers, and those numbers are... Uh, we'll get them out to you here in a little bit. So if you have not yet gotten the news, just go uh, to
1: listen.freetalklive.com right That's
0: true. you can go to listen.freetalklive.com, but then again, not everybody who uses the listen lines will necessarily have uh, internet access because that's why they're using the listen lines because they have no better way to listen. They're listening on their phone.
1: So what are they going to get a pencil? well yeah write
0: it down get a pencil that's right i'm <laughs> doing it old-fashioned here uh so that'll be coming up here in a little bit uh 855-450-FREE is our toll-free number bradley jardis joining us in the studio hey good evening gentlemen good evening to you sir all right so uh we are going to get into a story that we've been teasing for a couple of days I haven't had a chance to touch on it yet and it's pretty important it's what's going on with the founder one of the founders of the pirate bay and this story is according to Glenn Greenwald, who is a, a pretty darn good journalist. You know, we were just trashing on journalism. One of my favorites. Uh, tra- trashing on journalism in, ge- in general the other night. And there are certainly still people who, you know, they do it right.
1: And, yes, the hard questions. Yeah. And— digs and comes up with the information and isn't willing and it isn't uh, it isn't beyond him to uh, you know come to a conclusion that he might find somewhat distasteful i get the impression he might be a little on the liberal side but he takes the obama administration to task every time that's for sure
0: greenwald's great on uh, the war issue for sure i don't know much else about him but he in this case is writing an article for the guardian which of course explains you know why Glenn Greenwald is a good journalist, because he's not working for an American uh, press organization. He's no, so I, good that don't he won't be hired think-
1: by someone in this country. Yeah, I don't know how the uh, the foreign press is on their own domestic issues. Probably not so great. But I often find the foreign press to be invaluable when we're talking about uh, issues going on here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
2: aren't they owned by a lot of the same corporations? Like, in some uh, cases, they certainly are. Right. So, I mean, how w- with the exception of Russia today, I mean, how... How critical of the reporting will it really get? Der
1: Spiegel and uh, The Guardian and uh, you know, the London papers and stuff like that are just a lot better. Even Al Jazeera, oh, yeah. they, they, they cite their sources. Right.
0: Uh, so here's a story from Guardian.co.uk. My very first week writing regularly at The Guardian generated intense conflict with numerous members of the British media because that happened to be the week when Ecuador granted asylum to Julian Assange, a decision that I defended And for reasons that warrant sustained study by several academic fields of discipline, very few people generate intense contempt among British commentariat like Assange does. One of the prime arguments I've always made about the Assange asylum is uh, that that case is that his particular fear of being extradited to Sweden is grounded in that country's very unusual and quite oppressive pretrial detention powers. Now, Brad Jardis, by the way, is a, a former law enforcement officer, so this should be uh, interesting You know, from your perspective of uh, having experience at detaining people uh, pre-trial. Ones that permit the state to act with an extreme degree of secrecy, and which can even prohibit the accused from any communication with the outside world. So this is why Julian Assange does not want to be extradited
2: to Sweden. Well, I think another reason is because once he gets to Sweden, it would be a lot easier for the American authorities to get him uh, into their clutches. Some people have yep.
1: speculated on that, but it's not like the, the, the Great Britain is any uh, foe of the United States. I mean
0: – No, no, he's not being protected by Britain. Well, he was he
2: was for a year. Well, till, right, but that's why he's in the Ecuadorian embassy because, you know, I mean he has to hide from, from – their ability to to grab him. If if Great Britain wanted to
1: snatch up Julian Assange, they certainly could have done it in the dead of night and handed him over to the United States. But they weren't protecting him. They most certainly were. Yeah, I I would have to say Mark's right. Really? Yeah. I mean, are you
0: saying they were protecting him by not grabbing him up
1: in the middle of the night? And operating a sovereign country, probably telling the United States, I mean, look, if Great Britain told the United States, look, Do you think the United States, if they were given the opportunity, the United States government, if they were given the opportunity to snatch Brad, uh, what's his name, uh, Julian Assange? Julian Assange. I'm thinking of uh, Bradley Manning. uh, Julian Assange up in the middle of the night from whatever palatial uh, country estate that he was on there in uh, Great Britain. Mm -hmm. You don't think they would have done it? Because I suspect they would have. Well, they They snatched up
2: Noriega. Well, they can. I mean, the, the the Supreme Court in our country here has said that. Even if it's violating uh, extradition treaties, the United States can send its agents to foreign countries to kidnap people, and it creates political and uh, diplomatic problems, but it's, uh, according to the it's courts here, legal. it's completely legal. With a high-profile person like Julian Assange, you can't exactly do that without it being known, um, but Ecuador has been standing up to the United States federal government for quite a while. So, I mean, if... In, in my opinion, that's, the, that's Great Britain protecting
1: Julian Assange because if they weren't protecting him, he'd have been back in the United States. So uh, any well, speculation any. as to why they were protecting him and then in not? In order to make themselves appear like a sovereign country who uh, abides by its own laws. But then why not? Why change then?
2: Well, because they're not, and the United States government is a you know it bullied them. When did they change? Uh, the well, they thing.
1: went after him.
0: They went after Assange. They have They just talked. Well, he obviously believed them because he went into hiding in the Ecuadorian embassy. He was embassy. going
1: to turn, them, turn Assange over to Sweden, and that's where he doesn't want to go. Remember, we're talking about why he doesn't want to go to Sweden. Right. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm
0: completely misunderstanding okay, what you're three, saying. There's four countries in play here. Great you, Britain. The,
1: the countries that we're talking about are Great yeah. Britain, Sweden, Ecuador, Ecuador and, the US. and the United States.
0: You're saying Great Britain was protecting him by not arresting him, but then they did try to get him so they could
1: extradite him to Sweden. Great right? Britain was protecting him. From the United States, uh-huh. but then they in order stopped to follow the rules. Am of, I missing something? I don't know here? if they.
2: I don't know if they stopped. I just think that the the process takes quite a while to to get somebody they out. Didn't
1: stop. It, the process said that the
2: the the judges, the the
1: guys in robes over there, said, "Well, it's time to turn him over to Sweden," mm-hmm. and they were so then they turn weren't him protecting
0: him then at all right i just what what changed i guess
1: is what i'm wondering like you're you're saying went through the process sweden said that guy's a rapist and they said well we're not going to turn him over till we decide that it's the proper time to turn
0: it over right so then they went
2: through their proper time so they
0: weren't protecting him necessarily from sweden or they they weren't i'm not talking about protecting him from the united states it was bureaucratic
2: red tape that that Made it take so long. Okay. And then now he is eligible to be extradited. He's scared to go, which he should be, but ultimately he should be scared to step foot anywhere that would extradite him to the United States. Because the Department of Defense has already called him an enemy of the state, indeed, which means yeah. he's going to be detained as an enemy combatant. Military combatant, sure. yeah, and he'll sure. be shipped, shipped somewhere. Earmuffs, uh, black glo- goggles, yeah. blacked out goggles. So uh, I think what know. was
0: confusing me was the idea that they were somehow protecting him. They weren't protecting him from anybody. They were just, you, according to you, protecting him from the United States who wanted
1: him. But then
0: again. They were, protect- they were going through their own little rigmarole, their bureaucratic process. They were protecting process. their
1: rigmarole. Yeah. He was in their rigmarole. And in order to – if the United States came and disappeared him in the middle of the night, then it would show that Great Britain is a weak country that mm-hmm. doesn't okay. follow its own laws.
0: I see what you're saying. Got it. 855-450-FREE is uh, the toll-free number here. So that's what Assange was uh, concerned about was being extradited to Sweden, and that's why he's hiding. So back to Greenwald. He was concerned that those detention procedures could be used to transfer him to the U.S. without any public scrutiny. Only the most willfully irrational given evidence like this would deny that this is a real threat. And that this is and that is the argument on behalf of Assange that has produced the greatest amount of anger. In part because some self-loving Westerners find the suggestion inconceivable and offensive that a nice Western nation as opposed to some Muslim or Latin American country could possibly be oppressive in any real way. But now we have a case that confirms exactly those claims about Sweden's justice system in it sense. And since it has nothing to do with the WikiLeaks founder, one hopes these issues can be viewed more rationally. Gottfried Svartholm is the founder of the file-sharing Pirate Bay website, who's been prosecuted by the Swedish government for enabling copyright infringements. At the behest of Sweden, he was recently arrested in Cambodia and then deported to Stockholm, where we'll tell you more about how he's being treated in a moment. 855 free It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free. The number for you, 855-450-FREE. It's the Seikl's CAI toll-free line. And, of course, you can join us over at freetalklive.com, where you can enjoy all the features that we have there, and we give them to you. They do include the listen lines that I mentioned earlier we'll give you the phone numbers for. Uh, we are going to do that. They are brand-new numbers. Uh, we had a, we had an outage over the weekend where people were complaining uh, they couldn't, you know, listen to the show accurately. There was skipping and things like that, weird stuff going on. And I tried to get in touch with the company. They couldn't fix it. They're still trying to fix it. So I had another company that I could go with. I went and set up some other listen lines. So we now have working listen lines, but you've got to update your phone number. If you've got it in your phone, so you'll need to know the new number, which you can get at listen.freetalklive.com. And said number is as follows. It is Zero three zero eight that's two one three four nine three zero three zero eight, so that'll let you tune in to free talk live wherever you are as long as you have long distance so if you're on your cell phone, maybe it's you know past seven o'clock at night or whatever time you get the free long distance with your cell phone, just dial that number up. you can listen maybe you've got you're in a like a maybe you're in a bad data coverage area or maybe you don't have a fancy smartphone but you still want to listen to Free Talk Live while you're out and about, you can't get it on a local radio station, for instance, this is a way to do it.
2: I was driving cross-country, and um, the data connection was really slow. Yeah. And um, so I called in, and it was great. There you go. Problem solved. The audio isn't going to be as good, but...
0: No, it's the it's the worst way to listen to the show. <laughs> uh, but, well, no, you know what? I'd say, I'd say it probably rivals the 16K stream, but it's one of the worst, probably the worst way uh, to listen to the show. But it's there, and people use it, so um, you can have access to it again.
1: And you okay. could even plug one of those uh, auxiliary cables, is that what it's called, into the side of your phone, into the what the, uh, where you would put the headset yeah. mm-hmm. into the side of your phone. Plug and it into your car stereo. Plug it into your car stereo. Many of the car stereos have these now, um, and you can, it's just two, what, one-eighth-inch plugs. Yeah, just
0: standard stereo.
1: On either side. Cable. And it it'll play through the the speakers in your car.
0: Yep, exactly. So, by the way, Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL C A I. If you have a company and you need to do collections, uh, and you're you're tired of handling it yourself, or the company that you've hired is just doing a terrible job. Uh, you should get in touch with SACL CAI. They do collections and they do it with respect. They're going to get you your money and it's going to be done in a way that's respecting your clients. So you're going to keep them down the line so you can do business in the in the future. Uh, so go to SACL CAI through their banner at the top of our banner column over at freetalklive.com and check them out because they do a great job and they love the ideas of liberty big-time sponsors of this uh, radio program. That's SACL CAI. As we continue here with uh, the story from Glenn Greenwald over at The Guardian. Apparently, just uh, he just started at The Guardian about a week ago. And he's already stirring it up uh, by calling these government bureaucrats out for their horrible, inhumane behavior. In this case, on the part of the Swedish government, where he's uh, going to describe for us the conditions under which Gottfried Svartholm is being held. Now, we talked about Gottfried a few weeks back on this program, as he was arrested in Cambodia, the capital of uh, Cambodia, I believe uh, hiding out basically in an apartment there they arrested him they extradited him to sweden he 's going to be facing i believe it is a twelve month sentence uh, but i 'm not i 'm not positive on that uh, he 's going to be facing some time he 's been sentenced as I understand it, and now they I guess he had a trial in absentia uh, anyway he 's been sentenced. And he is facing time because he runs the Pirate Bay. He was one of the founding members of the most successful, most well-known, and still online uh, torrent website out there, known to man. If you've never been before, it's thepiratebay.org, which then I think forwards to thepiratebay.se. And it actually was down, uh, apparently, for a couple days, according to another story over at CNN Money. Looks like on Monday and Tuesday there was an extended outage coinciding with a government raid on its former web hosting service. The site says it's down mainly because of a power outage and will be back later this week. It was back as of uh, yesterday. But uh, it was a pretty extended outage for the Pirate Bay, who's normally pretty good at keeping themselves online. They've got a lot of mirrors, as they're called, where servers are being operated elsewhere in different countries that essentially copy the content from the Pirate Bay and they re-display it on their servers.
2: What I don't understand is why doesn't the government just seize piratebay.com and make it so they can't forward the domain name server again? I mean, because that's how they... Go around all these raids, right? They have other servers set up in different places in the world.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. They certainly have done that with other websites. They have seized domain names before, and so why it is? So that I
1: want to draw a distinction. We um, apparently to be having some sort of is, uh, technical is, is difficulties here, tonight. That, I'd like uh, to Spanx apologize
0: to our internet like listeners who in are now hearing us talk uh, over some, ourselves. You know, uh, so I'm just going to turn that down a little is, bit is, here. The, uh, we've been having some sort of issue with the ISDN line, and may have to end up changing our connection types okay i'm presuming we're back because we can't hear ourselves anymore no we're actually not so uh anyway we're gonna vamp for a little bit here because you know it's not really fair
1: do to you cover... go and play with the gizmos while uh, uh, i talk to bradley
0: yeah you could do that if you want to vamp with brad for a short bit we'll get I back into that, the pirate bay here shortly what's that audio that we're hearing that's them uh they're disconnecting and connecting and trying to make things work here okay so. anyway go ahead
1: just right. vamp for a short bit, sorry uh, do you want us to talk about Julian Assange, or do you want us to talk about something else?
0: You know we can I think that we're ba- okay, we are back here, and I apologize uh, to folks there's something going on. I, I don't know if it's the weather or what what's going on, but our connection to the network is uh, less than uh, reliable tonight for some reason, and normally it's rock solid, so'll we'll, we'll try to iron that out here uh, during uh, an upcoming break. But what we were talking about before we got dumped off there uh, by the the disconnect was uh, the Pirate Bay. And Brad, you'd asked a question in regards to why doesn't the government just seize their URL and stop them from forwarding it somewhere else?
2: Right, because everyone knows that's how you get to the Pirate Bay. That's their address. But the government has the power to do this. Why haven't they?
0: So they have done it to other places we know they have that power we've seen them you know literally put a big FBI logo up on websites uh where they'll claim that they busted the site for xyz reason and haha we we oh, own yeah. you
2: I was just going to say I bet you the guys who who do that think it's funny you know and they Oh sure <laughs> redirect it to their servers
0: Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, you're right. I I don't know why that is. Maybe somebody out there knows. I'm sure one of the, you know, the cracker hacker geeks that might be listening to the show could better explain to us why that is, because as I understand it, DNS
2: is based out of the U.S. in a lot of cases. Internet is right right here in the U.S.
0: So DNS, to explain what we're talking about, don't want to go over people's heads here. DNS is essentially the phone book of the Internet, wherein if you, uh, you know, if you're visiting freetalklive.com. The inter- internets don't work on words like that, it, right? It, it attaches so,
1: the. I'm going to do it because okay. I know what it is, and if somebody can understand me, then they can understand it. Right. Uh, the The web address that you type in is some words that correspond to some numbers. The DNS attaches the words to the numbers. So, freetalklive.com is uh, you know the words that you would type in in order to get to our website, but our website actually has some numbers that uh, is sort of the the root of the website address and if the dns goes down for whatever reason then if you typed in freetalklive.com then it wouldn't go to the website that's right
0: so you can always you can always if dns is down you can always type in the ip address and it'll take you to the site that you're looking for but most people don't know what that is because the computers do the lookups for them and dns the the centralized you know what you said, Internet is Internet, the, yeah. the, essentially the organization that kind of administers DNS around the world is based in the U.S., so totally within the reach of the federal government. 855-450-FREE. Maybe you know why it is the Pirate Bay hasn't been taken down at the domain name level. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we have there for you, including listening options. We told you earlier about the listen lines, which allow you to listen via your phone, any phone that can dial long-distance. And so there's, the, there's that option. I said that was the worst of our options. We've got a bunch of better ones, including uh, your local worst radio station. Worst audio-wise. That's right. Uh, the, the option that works for you is the best option. Good point. Uh, so that's why we have a bunch of options, so you can have one that will work wherever you are. And so All free. Another, what, what, well, not all of them are free. There is XM satellite radio, which is not free. You don't have to pay for it. Uh, but uh, most XM. of them, most of them are free. And uh, I was actually just sampling some XM last night with they've got the 30 day free trial thing uh, on their website because I'm going to be on uh, the Playboy channel. You oh are boy. yeah coming up on uh, let's see it's going to be I'll tell you election- what the playboys
1: do not know who they're talking to
0: <laughs> I do have no idea <laughs> the uh, the election eve or excuse me election the evening of the election so the election night basically they're going to be having a special election edition of their whichever I don't know you know I honestly I don't know much about the the channel it's just twenty twenty four hour a day uh, sex talk basically. <laughs>
2: How did you get invited to this?
0: The producer, actually, of the the channel you know, is, is aware of who we are because he works with uh, the company that puts uh, – Premier Radio Networks that puts together the talk channels that we're on on XM. So he works with Premier, but he also works with the Playboy channel. And so they were looking for guests to have on
1: their election edition, and he came to me. Apparently they couldn't find anything better than you. <laughs> so it should be fun. You should know something about well, – I don't know, the people that are running sex – Be funny. I don't know. You should have one
2: of these qualifications.
0: (laughs) It'll be a good time. So I'll tell you more about that as uh, the night approaches. Uh, Let's see. So, oh yeah, we were talking about different ways to listen to the show. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com to find out more about the over 110 radio stations that uh, that we're on on AM and FM across the country. It's a great way to listen and also support local advertisers as well. In addition to that, XM Satellite Radio. We've got the Free to Air uh, KU Band channel on uh, different satellite And on top of that, there's our listening uh, live streams that you can get over at listen.freetalklive.com. So plenty of different ways, plus our webcam, lots of different ways for you to listen to Free Talk Live. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn more about those. We've been discussing uh, the Pirate Bay, and we're going to get back to uh, Gottfried Svartholm, who is the one of the founders of the Pirate Bay. He has been arrested in Cambodia. He's been extradited to Sweden, where he is not being treated so well, according to Glenn Greenwald. And uh, he's writing over at The Guardian, which apparently has just hired him recently. He was with Slate. I'm not sure if he still is uh, doing work for them. But he's talking about why Julian Assange fears Sweden's because they've got a terrible system that can even prohibit accused people, people who have been accused of something, not necessarily convicted of something. So somebody who's just been arrested and is being held pretrial, they can be held without being able to communicate to anyone on the outside. Not only that.
2: Disturbing. Yeah, that's yeah. a power you want your government to have.
0: Not only that, uh, they also have uh, an extreme degree of secrecy surrounding the pretrial detention. And according to Greenwald, uh, he says here... Secrecy
2: is always good when it comes to government. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing you want your government to do.
0: He says that Svartholm is being held under the exact pretrial conditions that I've long argued argued prevail in Sweden. Uh, based on condemnations from human rights groups. This is uh, from a different story he's quoting here. Uh, Gottfried Svartholm will be kept in detention for at least two more weeks on suspicion of hacking into a Swedish IT company uh, connected to the country's tax authorities. According to Prosecutor Henry Olin, the extended detention is needed to prevent him from having contact with other people. The Pirate Bay (laughs) (laughs) co-founder... The Pirate Bay co-founder is not allowed to have visitors, and is even being denied access to newspapers
1: and television. So, effectively, this happens in the United States too. Um, after sentencing, you're you know sent off to whatever the you know if, if you're sentenced to prison, you're sent off to whatever the receiving center is, as mm-hmm. they call these prisons, and you're out of communication for a few weeks. You, yep, you know, while you're you, processed, right? You won't be able to. You won't get your little ID card to make telephone calls. Right. So you you don't have to-
0: any money uh, you don't have access to commissary at that time so right you, you can,
1: can send letters can't you where where whence do your uh stamps come only if
0: they let you have an indigence package and that's at their discretion usually I mean, they're supposed to, in a lot of places, have to give you indigency kind of uh, access, where you get a handful of stamps and some envelopes and some paper, but that's, you know, when they want to give it to you. But
2: there's a big difference between being accused of something and being sentenced for something because you're convicted. Agreed. So, I mean, these people are merely accused of of there being a suspicion that they did something
0: now i thought that we'd read originally in the different story about gottfried that he had already been convicted that was on my understanding something. too so maybe i misunderstood and maybe i didn't or maybe there's just some sort of miscommunication going on here this happens we're, with these stories and... try to uh, you know remedy that here but and if you know more please feel free to uh, let us know at 855-450-FREE now since he hasn't been officially charged in the logica case the pirate bay co-founder could only be detained for a few days but after a request from Prosecutor Henry Olin, this term was extended for another two weeks mid-September, and last Friday the district court decided that Gottfried could be detained for another two weeks. According to uh, the story here to prevent Gottfried from interfering with the investigation, the prosecutor believes it's justified to detain him for more than a month without being charged. The Pirate Bay co-founder, yeah, see, this this has to be something additional. It would seem like,
2: right? Because how could they, could they really extradite you if you haven't even been charged with anything? Well, they they couldn't extradite him back like who are you talking about?
0: of Gottfried. Uh Gottfried was in uh Cambodia where he was picked up
2: and taken to Sweden. For the Pirate Bay stuff. And this is for something additional. This is hacking. for something
1: additional. Yeah.
2: Right. No, but yeah, I, yeah. I mean, the, the he didn't commit a crime in Cambodia. I mean, he committed a crime ostensibly in Sweden. The funny thing is, is Sweden
1: suddenly has a, a Cambodian aid package that comes yeah. up at the, exactly the same time that they snatch <laughs> him up in some riverfront uh, uh, apartment in Phnom Penh. Yeah, I, I, why de- was he
2: in Cambodia? Was he hiding? He's there? hiding out. I think yeah, sure.
0: the detail that I don't understand that something uh, there's something I'm missing here, and that is if he was arrested for this Pirate Bay charge. Why is he being held uh, as you know in a pre-trial situation? Be- because
1: more
2: charges. Because they've got him back. They've got him back into Sweden, and they want him to be held so he can't communicate or uh, destroy oh, yeah, evidence, modify things. Allegedly.
1: <laughs> whatever he wants, to, whatever they want to do. I mean, at this point, he can't give interviews and they want it, you know, they want his uh, star power to fade uh, would be my guess. Right, right. The
0: prosecutor That's... hasn't ruled out a request from another extension of Gottfried's detainment in two weeks if the investigation is still ongoing. So they're just going to keep investigating and keep getting extensions uh, from the court Sure, for as this long is as a possible. tough investigation. Yeah,
2: there's, there's no Eighth Amendment over in uh, Sweden. You get arrested. You don't necessarily have the right to bail.
0: The claim that produced the most most vitriol was that Sweden vests remarkable power in prosecutors and courts to keep accused suspects completely hidden from public view with no communication or other contact with the outside world and that this power is exercised with some frequency. Now we have confirmation of that claim from, of all people, the Swedish prosecutor in this case, Henrik Allen, who said in an interview outside the courtroom the following, quote, according to the Swedish system... When the preliminary investigation is finished, I, as prosecutor, will decide whether to prosecute him. In the Swedish system, it is quite usual for people to be detained on this legal ground, and it gives me the possibility to prevent him from having contact with other people. So, quite usual is what he says. Yep, no big deal. We're just following the the law, folks.
2: Well, here they would probably issue bail conditions telling you you can't do this or you're coming back.
0: Unlike in the British system, in which all proceedings, including extradition proceedings relating to Assange, will be publicly scrutinized and almost certainly conducted in open court, the unusual secrecy of Sweden's pretrial judicial process, particularly the ability to hold the accused incommunicado, poses a real danger that whatever happened to Assange could be effectuated without any public notice. That has always been and remains the prime fear for his being extradited to Sweden, a fear that could be and should be redressed by negotiations between Ecuador, Sweden and the UK to assure he can go to sweden while having his rights protected so well, there you go if
1: his rights will be protected if those are the rights that uh, sweden grants right 855
0: 450 free that's the SAKEL cai toll free line well his suggestion there is that uh, ecuador should negotiate and try to get them to grant him more preference one 450 free The Seychelles CAI toll-free line. But if they agree to it and then they renege, what's Ecuador going to do? There's not
1: even any DNA on the condom, so I don't know what they want to extradite we for. Uh, we'll, com-
0: we'll continue here in a moment. Also, take your calls about whatever's on your mind. If you've got some comments on the Swedish justice system, it's Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Toll free number for you 855 453. It's the SACLE CAI toll free line. You can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Got a lot of different stuff. And you can support the show if you like. We give you the website for free. So maybe you want to help us out a little bit with some cash. Well, you can do it through the AMP program. AMP. Free talk and AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote because the money that comes into the AMP program, the five bucks a month that we're asking you for, is money that is invested into Free Talk Live. It's not going out to paychecks. It's going to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations across the country bringing more people to the ideas of liberty, bringing more people on board on the Internet as well. So this is what the AMP program is all about. In fact, it's the reason we're going to California next week, Mark, you and I. Uh, we'll be taking off for a couple of days, but there will be our wonderful co-hosts. We'll be sitting in uh, to continue. Free hosting. Talk Live will continue to be live. That's right. Continue hosting Ed live free. shows every free night. talking. Yep. And so uh, we're going to be in L.A. because of the Free Talk Live AMP program, because the amplifiers basically are sending us there through their five bucks a month. And you can go to amp.freetalklive.com. It lets us schmooze with the, uh, the big wigs in the industry, do industry advertising, that sort of thing. Amp.freetalklive.com. And you get perks, too, like access to the Amp Only call-in lines, Amp Only podcast, forum, and more. Get the details. Get signed up with any major credit card at amp.freetalklive.com.
1: I'd say the premier news aggregation website in the Liberty community is freedomsphoenix.com. Over at freedomsphoenix.com, all different types of people from all different kinds of views uh, will come together, and they'll aggregate the stories. They'll uh, put stories in, and uh, you can go there. You can take a look. I get Freedoms Phoenix. Actually, I get it twice a day. Um, But you can sign up for their daily dispatch at freedoms with an S, phoenix.com.
0: Very good. Let's go to the the phone calls. We'll take your calls and your thoughts about whatever's on your mind. And then coming up, Mark's going to tell us about the fusion centers, uh, something a lot of people have been pretty concerned with in this country because all of the oppression isn't just going on around the world. It's going on right here, too. Uh, Let's go to Pat listening in Norfolk. Pat, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hey, uh,
4: yeah, hey, what's going on tonight?
0: What's on your mind? We're doing a radio show.
4: Oh, I hear you. Look, uh, I've, I've been hearing a lot of stuff on the news, you know. Uh, I, mean, I know we're in wars, but, uh, man, it's, it's been a long story about uh, our troops are coming home. I mean, uh, how long does this war got to go on before our troops come home?
0: Well, it's, I mean, they're still in Korea, right?
4: Um, Libya somewhere over there. No,
0: they're, Libya. Well, Libya's Libya is kind of a different place from Korea, but yeah. But they, 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 wherever the government goes, as far as wars are concerned, they usually never leave.
1: So I understand the yeah. troops. Are, there's troops were redeployed back to Iraq in order to, uh, you know, um, to uh-huh. stabilize uh, in with the Syrian situation. So I think it's pretty fair to say that once uh, U.S. troops have uh, stabilized a situation, the chances of them actually leaving are probably pretty slim.
4: Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I said. I want to
5: stabilize it, and then they probably come home pretty soon. Pat, know? thanks
1: for your call and your thoughts tonight. I do
0: appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. You know, uh, the, the one way the troops can come home is if they decide they want to come home. Like, if, if an individual troop decides, Well, I I've had about enough with this. I'm leaving.
2: I, I don't think—I well, think it's much easier to sneak away than it is to just be like, oh, I'm going to come home.
0: It's not easy— they will make it mentally taxing on you, but it is possible. There's a guy that moved here recently named James. He is uh, an accountant by trade, and he was in the military and was able to literally leave the military. Now he never made it over to uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, but he was able to simply withdraw from the military. It took a long time. It took you know several months, and it, you know they tried to embarrass him they tried to make him look like he's a bad guy and you know tried to uh, make fun of him and uh, intimidate him but he stayed strong and got through it and yeah, he's not the only one who has gone can, through
1: this. It can certainly be done. It's probably easier to do stateside than it is to do if you're over there. Um I would say that that's pretty clear. Yeah, if you're in a war zone,
2: they're not going to be like, "All right, have a good day."
1: "All right, see you later. Here's your stuff. Goodbye." Um it, I I would agree that it's going to be a lot easier if you're, you're stateside. Now, I would think that it is important um you know, he, James went through the sort of the procedures as yep. a con- conscientious objector, but if you if you're as a military person and just walk off like you're talking about, you need to not desert. You need uh, um as opposed to being uh, absent without leave you're going to want to keep your stuff not leave the country things like that so there's important distinctions in that area uh, because desertion is a crime as opposed to absence without leave absent without leave What's the is-
2: difference? Well, they don't take it very seriously. Uh I've caught excuse me I've caught several deserters and they typically fly them to Kentucky and then fly them home. And <laughs> it's-
0: well, that's what we've heard right. from another guy that went AWOL. He said that uh, it wasn't near as bad as people would make it out to be.
1: And yeah, yeah I mean, we've we've talked to several people who have uh, done all those things. But and, what, and what's
2: the difference, though?
1: As I understand, desertion is worse than uh, going AWOL. And I don't know what the distinctions. Right, so are. AWOL 20.
2: is is temporary. It's if if you're if you're late, you know, if you're yes. if you're an hour late, technically you're an AWOL. hour AWOL, yeah. absent without leave. If you desert, you're like you're gone. You're just you're, you're really which is, you quit. I,
0: I would like to know more from someone who's been in the military, because the three of us, we've not. Uh, So if you can maybe shed some light on this uh, distinction here, because how long after you've been absent without leave does it become desertion? Is it if you just don't come back? If they catch you while you're absent without leave, is it then desertion? But if you come back uh, at some point before they catch you, then it's, it's AWOL?
1: As I understand it, if you have your uniform, you haven't left the country, then you're still AWOL. You can be AWOL for years
0: meaning if you haven't left if you're occupying a country and you haven't left that country is what I, you're saying
1: look i don't know how you can i don't know what happens when you're in afghanistan i'm yeah. talking about when people are stateside. here okay i got gotcha. you so um i you know i i don't know i've just heard a little bit about it and um you know those are i would think an important distinctions so toll free number here if you
0: can clarify 855 450 free that is but, uh, I, uh,
1: I do really wonder why does the army go on with this whole signing up for four years thing or six years. Eight, eight years. years. It's actually eight years uh, because you're four active for inactive ready reserve. That's right. And sometimes you can take six and two and, mm-hmm. and these kind of things, but it's always eight years. I mean, they the government disallows i used to work at a gym uh i was a personal trainer and did of course sold memberships and they wouldn't even allow us to sell a membership longer than 3 years you mm. couldn't the the in the free market i couldn't sell a gym membership for 3 years but you, they can sign you up for the military for a job uh, that'll take you all over the world and do whatever you want and expose you to all kinds of chemicals that uh, you know apparently yeah. are killing people because you know, I mean, there's all kinds of vets complaining about these things. They can do all that with an eight-year contract. It's really weird. There's no other job out there like that. Why don't they just compete in the marketplace? And you know, when so do have wants, to. When somebody wants to go, let them go. Because they don't have to.
0: They can do whatever they want. And apparently, they are letting people go. It's just they're not. You know, they're not putting that out on front street. They're not advertising, "Hey, you can leave the military anytime you want." But that seems to be the way it actually is. That you know, we actually know people and have talked to people who have been successfully able to leave the military without having to spend time in a brig. Well, and that's the big fear, right, is that you're going to have to go to the brig is if you uh, you know, withdraw from the force. Oh, I think it's
1: the embarrassment.
2: Well, it's probably more well, They do try to embarrass you. It's it's probably logistically speaking for the military powers that be. It's probably more of a problem then it's worth to, to keep someone around. I mean, if, yeah. so, if you have someone who really wants to leave and you want to keep them around, what what do you think that's going to do to unit cohesion? I mean, good point.
0: <laughs> They're still, by the way, sending James paychecks with zeros on them. Really? It's weird, huh?
2: Does he cash, <laughs> does he cash them?
0: Yeah, what would you do? That wouldn't be a, that would be a weird trip to the bank. Paychecks with
1: zeros
0: on them. Go to the bank, hold and hand them a, a check with zeros on it from the U.S. government.
1: Only the government. Yeah.
0: So weird. Uh, so, so people are able to leave, but the point I wanted to make was there, there are people who are concerned with the brig. We've talked to them too on the phones. And, uh, that is a big scary factor because if, if all is, someone's going to make fun of you, then who cares? I mean, if, if it's, if it means enough to you to leave the military that you're willing to go through whatever process, then being made fun of, that's no big deal. But having to sit in a brig is a little bit more serious. So people are concerned about that. But as far as I'm concerned, if these military guys are so big and tough and, uh, you know, the america's best and you know they're so uh, ballsy then why not face the brig i mean if it's important to you to not be over in the in the military to not be actively killing innocent people around the world if that's important to you then isn't it important enough for you to risk the brig and from what we're saying here our experience of having talked to people is that you don't really have to worry about the brig so much uh you know there's there are ways to actually get out through the system it's or it's a little arduous, but it doesn't involve sitting in a jail cell. But why not risk it? If that's what's important to you, why not go ahead?
2: Because if you have a family, it's going to impair on your ability to uh, to feed them. I see what you mean. If they're if, waiting at home. And... If, if you're concerned about your future, it, you don't want to risk it. Do you de- not
0: get a paycheck while you're in the brig?
2: I don't know. I think it would depend on whatever your sentence is from your cov- uh, convening authority. I mean, it, 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 it depends on on what you did i would imagine but i mean it would be so much easier just to uh go the legal route and find some paperwork snafu to to get you out
0: i think we've got some military guys that are uh, on hold here that want to talk to us about the difference between awol and desertion stand through the uh, the uh, the news we will come back to you in moments we'll continue the discussion about the military also still on the way uh, mark will be explaining to us regarding the fusion centers and what's going on with those, or what they are. Maybe you've never heard of them before. Our two's next.
3: Hi, I'm Richard Grove of tragedyandhope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number tonight. 855-450-FREE. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. Here with you tonight, it is Ian. And
1: Bradley. And Mark.
0: And you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. You get to create the content on the site. All the numbered items you see when you go to freetalklive.com, you scroll down the page. Those numbers are votes. The items have been submitted by listeners like you. Essentially a listener aggregating site in which uh, you decide what's interesting. You vote up the stuff you like. You vote down the stuff you don't. Submit new things to the site. And altogether, the most interesting, the most popular, make it to the front page in the top. So you can go and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. Let's go to Jack. He's listening in northern Maine to WEGP in Presque Isle. Hey, Jack. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: Good evening, gentlemen. Hey. What's on your mind? It, uh, well, I spent... Uh considerable number of years in Uncle Sam's Canoe Club, the United States Navy. Excellent. And, uh, big canoes. The Big canoes, yeah. Actually, there's only two kinds of ships in the Navy in case you didn't know it. There are submarines and targets.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Were you a submariner? Yes, sir. Awesome. Were you on a boomer or an attack?
4: Um, You'd have to go back a few years. Before that? I was on a diesel fleet ballistic or feet I, I was on a diesel fleet submarine.
1: Wow. <laughs> All I know is what I've read in John
4: Ryan. Ryan the War Patrols in World War II. But I wasn't on it. I'm not that old. So
0: tell me, what were you calling about tonight?
4: Well, the difference between desertion and AWOL is really kind of in the definition of the words. When you're on a post or when you're at duty or when you're actually in a hostile, under hostile fire... To leave is to desert.
3: Ah, okay. Uh, when you
4: don't show up, when you're absent without leave, when you just don't show up for your post, you didn't desert it. You just didn't show up.
0: Uh, so, is there a certain number of hours per day that you are supposed to be at some sort of duty, and then afterwards you just that, do whatever?
4: That depends on your job, your assignment, your rate, your mm-hmm. rank. That that's dependent on. That's the individual dependent, and it also depends on the, the branch of service. Okay. So I was when you're attached to a ship. You have um, sure, dude. you have uh, liberty, they call it liberty, and you, you're allowed to be gone for a certain period of time, but you have to be back at a certain period of time. Now, so, don't tell anybody, but I was late for that muster in Hong Kong many years ago. And in Hong Kong, the rules are, if you're 15 minutes late, they have to alert the authorities In the civil authorities in Hong Kong, and they start a search if you're 15 minutes late. It was pretty nasty back in those days, Hmm. and uh, sailors ended up dead and lots of nasty things. Well, I was an hour and a half late. It's amazing that I didn't end up in the brig doing time, bad stuff.
1: And that would have been for AWOL. That would have been AWOL, or or that would have been uh,
0: the That would have
4: been AWOL. Right,
1: okay, because he would have been
0: at Liberty and AWOL
4: under. Under extreme circumstances, where you're not supposed to ever be late, because it's a it's a foreign port, it's a it's a free port, and a dangerous port.
0: So, so things have gotten a little bit easier for folks these days. Is that, is that your understanding?
4: Somewhat, and also there's a there's a big difference when I first went in. There was still a draft. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so. You were going to get drafted, and so you could contest it or protest it or use one of the, the loopholes, the devices, to not serve, which was fine. I mean, there was the education uh, waiver and there were um, fiscal waivers and whatnot. But if you, if you today volunteer, I mean, you shouldn't be allowed to um, negate a contract because of some whim.
0: Why not? Why Why not? Well, you got into the contract and decided it wasn't for you. And there, most contracts have exit provisions, like, you know, my cell phone That's contract.
4: Right. There are, and there are exit provisions, but you don't enter a contract without due diligence. Whether you're signing a contract with the phone company for your cell phone, if you just decide, hey, I don't like you guys anymore, you had a two-year contract. Right, I pay now, a fee a to get out, the out of the contract. But now, let me ask you, can't you this get out of it if, but you have to go through the legal process
1: well you know what I think is I, I get where you're coming from and I see the integrity in what you're saying and I like integrity in doing business but I think that it's in a really unfair playing field when the United States government is the only business that can contract employees in for an eight-year period and so
4: it's only six and you have well, three year yeah you have uh, two years obligated and uh, of active and four years of inactive. The they do is, have a
1: two-year deal now, two-year that's benefits. right. Okay, uh, I, yeah, they do have a two-year, I think it's, okay. So uh, there's this inactive ready reserve and the terms are, are longer than people think that they are. So the four years tends to be eight years, the two years tends to be six years. Does that sound right to you?
4: Well, usually, as far as I know, it's a the maximum that you're signing up for unless you agree to something more. Is six years okay? And most of us did four years active and two years inactive.
1: Okay, okay. So uh, you know, fine by me. I'll take your word for it. Uh, you certainly <laughs> probably know more about it than I do. But there's no there's well, no I mean, employer out there I mean, that can can sign anybody up for six years. I mean, I've heard of non compete clauses that go on. Two years uh, in a contract where a radio guy can't go and work in you know the radio station across town for sure. two years, but that's really all there is, right? If there's this there's,
0: there's this whiny talk show host in Boston named uh, Howie Carr. Who has been bitching for a couple years now because he's stuck in this contract and he can't get out and he wants to go to another radio station but he can't do it. But he could totally walk away from his job. Like there's nothing that uh, prohibits him. He he's not being forced at gunpoint to show up at work every single day and go on the air. He could just say, you know what, I'm just going to wait this contract out. I'll wait the the you know the
1: negotiations.
0: And
2: they wouldn't put him in jail if he didn't. Right. Well, a, a contract negotiated in bad faith. Uh, typically, won't withstand any type of real scrutiny. And if you look at what these recruiters do to these young adults, uh, oh, I mean, man. they lie. To them. they lie to them, and and
4: yeah, if, sometimes they do, and they should be held accountable. But they're not. But we're, we're also accountable for the contracts we sign. And when I got into a couple of contracts that I wasn't real happy with, but I stuck them out and I did them and I fulfilled my contract. And it worked out okay for me.
1: There's integrity in that. And, yeah. I agree with you. I, a,
0: I, I think I people should trust. honor their agreements, but I think that right. most good contracts, you know, have a way to get out if th- things change because. The longer a contract uh, is operating for, the more likely something is going to change. The more likely, you know, your life circumstance or your job or whatever it is that uh, the, the contract is regarding, something around it is going to change. It's not going to be as accurate. It's not going to be as good of a, of a deal necessarily, sometimes, uh, toward the end of it as it was in the beginning. And so that's but why shorter also, terms are generally better. The,
4: the difference between a standard civilian job or, or um, co- a typical contract. And it's still you have to do have to give it a little bit of deference to the fact that it's military. There's but a that's
0: lot the problem, involved. see. That that's the problem, not, problem is that not, that you like, but, you can't just walk away easily from this contract like you could another right. another job. They they threaten people with the with a jail cell. That's not you know, right.
4: They tell you quite a bit when you go up, up front. I mean if there's a fraudulent contract, you ought to be able to get out of it with no problem whatsoever. Absolutely. That's like all the contracts that we get into. As you guys are well versed, when you sign your first contract to uh, get that stupid uh, number with all those little digits.
1: I never signed a social security contract. No, mine was mine was given to me when I was a twelve year old or something or something like that. Yeah, my mom did it.
4: And so you, there wasn't full disclosure. So you can right. walk away from that and say it doesn't exist.
1: Now, in the
0: uh, in your signing up for the military, uh, <laughs> did you read the entire Uniform Code of Military Justice before entering the military?
4: No, but uh, I probably should have.
0: How, how could it be, be said that you vulnerable. would have possibly have under really truly understood what you were getting into then?
4: Uh, yeah, the UCMJ. But you know what? If it's if it's really law, how could the um, How could the National Defense Authorization Act just erase part of it? So it's not really law. I I get it. It's not really law. Any good lawyer can blow holes in.
1: Well, and, and that's the problem with uh, with you know calling it a you know these these contracts is that the there's one party. This is not a party. This is not a contract between equals.
0: It's not negotiable.
1: And the <laughs> you know so when the United States government says, well, we're changing the provisions of your little sign up contract, and we're we're going you know, to take you back out there and put you on the battlefield or whatever they want right. to do, they do it, and there's not much you can do.
0: Jack, I appreciate your expertise and thoughts Thank tonight. Thank you, sir. Eight five five four fifty three, the sacl C A I toll free line 1-855-450-3733. What are the- the fusion centers are they really something to be concerned about a lot of people have been it's free talk live we'll take
1: the three most important things you can do for free talk live are one share one episode a week on facebook or in some other social networking site two buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com three give five bucks a month to the amp program you likely buy all kinds of things online amazon is the largest online retailer You can get what you need at the same prices with free Super Saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You get to dial in toll-free if you'd like and bring up anything you want at 855-453. free. is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com features including news updates. Get signed up. And we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Uh, you'll know it first if you're on the news lists. There's the email list, which is the old-school way of doing things, but darn reliable. You'll get everything we send to to you via email. And then there's Twitter and uh, Facebook, which is a little more uh, – I don't know. How do you describe it in comparison to email? Web 2.0. Web two, it's certainly more Web 2.0, a little more, I guess – less reliable, I suppose, a little less reliable as far as you don't always see everything that happens nope. unless you make the effort to go and go to our page and see everything that's been interactive. Happening. Uh, yeah, it is more interactive. That is, uh, that is true. There's some other word I'm looking for. It'll come to me. Uh, anyway, you can go to news.freetalklive.com, news.freetalklive.com and get signed up for any of those options. And by the way, I've been terrible at uh, Facebook and Twitter tonight, Mark. I uh, totally spaced on
1: it. So I have, far. I've done a couple.
0: Okay, great. So between the two of us, we usually do a number of posts each each and every night and questions and uh, news items that we're posting on there, observations,
1: looking for your input. Uh, so once again, go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up. I did another Edgington post this evening just before the show. This one was as Christopher C. Horner, and he is the author of "The Liberal War on Transparency." It's not as partisan as it sounds. Uh, it's a, you know, I think a quite a good interview, and he talks about how the Obama administration has, uh, frankly, been the least transparent in history. And uh, you know, I think it's mm. well worth the uh, well worth the the, the, the listen. It's uh, you can go to soundcloud.freetalklive.com and listen to it there. It's the top one on the page at this point. You might have to, if you're hearing this later, you'll have to scroll down a little.
0: All right. Uh, Mark, I don't see that you have sent any uh, tweets tonight. Maybe I'm missing something. I've retweeted. Okay. Uh, 855-450-FREE. Uh, so we're doing pretty bad on the tweeting and the uh, Facebook tonight, but we'll, uh, we'll, do, we'll do better. Promise. Uh, so you can bring up whatever's on your mind here. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything that you want. Mark, you were going to tell us about these fusion centers uh, that a lot of people for over the years, last decade, uh, have been pretty concerned about. There's been a lot of talk uh, about these things. They're like in each state, apparently, I believe. And they're some sort of method for the federal government to better interact with local police agencies in order to stop terrorism, right?
1: Yeah, the idea, they explain them what they are here. Um, let's go on and what, with wa- WashingtonPost.com. This is written okay. by Robert O'Hara. Um, an initiative aimed at improving intelligence sharing has done little to make the country more secure, despite as much as $1.4 billion in federal spending, according to a two-year, two-year examination by senate investigators the nationwide network of offices known as fusion centers was launched after the september 11 2001 attacks to address concerns that local state and federal authorities were not sharing information effectively about potential terrorist threats but after nine years and the regular praise from officials at the department of homeland security of course (laughs) that's where they that's what they work under the 77 fusion centers have become pools of ineptitude, waste and civil liberties intrusions, according to a scathing 141-page report by the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations. And I can only imagine what kind of waste civil liberties intrusions and ineptitude would cause these douches over at the uh, Homeland Security Governmental Affairs Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations run by the Senate to call them wasteful, Mm. um, intrusive, and uh, inept.
2: Yeah, you got to be pretty bad in order to uh, face that kind of... The government... It's calling
1: you inept,
2: yeah. <laughs> right,
1: and wasteful. I mean, well, good I lord.
2: Re- I remember reading some of these bulletins that um, would come from these types of things, and I, I you know, I, I remember reading some of them. You know, they're put together in PDF form, and I remember reading about, you know, be on the lookout for someone. Buying Red Devil, lie you know something like that, or or someone making methamphetamine, you know.
0: One of the classic ones, uh, and I don't remember which state was it was Missouri or something like that. There was one of these fusion centers that put out a "Be on the lookout for people with constitutions" and that sort oh, yeah. of thing. People yep. citing they know their rights. These people are potential right. domestic terrorists, and they you know they did make actual handouts for police agencies, and and that's that's the kind of thing that really got I think a lot of the people in, in portions of the Liberty community pretty all riled up about these. Uh, fusion centers, thinking that these are going to be, you know, the keys to tyranny, but turns out governments uh, are what they are, and that is inefficient, slow, stupid bureau- uh, bureau- bureaucracies.
2: Well, they're supposed to be a um, a way to disseminate intelligence, but it again it turns out to be a massive waste of time and civil liberties threat.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it sounds like a perfect idea until you realize that the government's going to be in charge of the program. Well, let's put <laughs> let's put together some centers where we can share information on you know intelligence information with local authorities and make sure that there's some coordination. We'll put a whole bunch of layers layers of hierarchy between uh, you know local and uh, federal and state <laughs> authorities, and I mean, the information will just zip right through. It's like FIOS. It's like those fiber optic cables. The information mm-hmm. will just fly right through turns out no um the only thing they've done the only thing that they've been any good at when they're not being inept and wasteful is uh intruding on people's civil liberties and calling americans that believe in the constitution uh, domestic terrorists yep so that's, I'm a
2: terrorist, uh, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, I, I don't. I don't think the Constitution goes far enough, frankly. But the creation and operation of the fusion centers were promoted by the administration of the President George W. Bush, and later the Obama administration was, as it because they're so different. Essential weapon in the fight to build a nationwide network that would keep the Mm. country safe from terrorism.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Essential. So
0: that means if they're failing, then uh, we must be completely vulnerable to a terrorist attack. But yet there's nothing happening. There are no terrorist attacks happening in this
2: country. Well, um, I think the FBI would claim that they have stopped them all. uh,
0: Sure they would. But that would be a lie.
2: Well, they have stopped some legitimate terrorist threats. They've also created some. (laughs)
0: <laughs> seems like every one that they stop is one they've created. There was, like, the one guy with the shoe bomb way, way back, maybe. Yeah, the guy who parked
1: the SUV and They didn't Square. stop him. They didn't stop him, but some they people They weren't even did. involved. No, they didn't. the FBI wasn't, no.
0: Nope. So, uh, yeah, so my point there being that they're saying here that these fusion centers are supposed to be so important to protecting people from terrorism, and now here's the government calling them out, saying, well, these things are useless. They're just expensive. They're money holes. And, uh, they're well, they're not—, not-
1: just bunny holes they are also um in, civil liberty intrus- intrusive well that too yeah that's the uh, the other thing so they're not just inept wasteful and uh, but they are also Intrusive on upon civil liberties, and this is by a hundred and forty-one page report by the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations. So
0: they're intruding <laughs> on civil liberties with nothing to show for it, right? I mean, th- there's no they're not rounding up terrorists.
1: I mean, the Senate is calling you inefficient. Yeah. What could you possibly have ever gotten done in nine years? <laughs> the, the
0: relevant point here is that there are you know, all the people out there that think the government is keeping them safe. All you have to do is look at these programs. And see exactly how efficient and effective they are, and they're not. You know the TSA. What is it? Seventy, sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety percent, depending on the tests they run. They're letting all kinds of things through. I haven't seen uh, a test
1: where they've uh, been as efficient as uh, catching forty uh, percent of guns, knives, and bombs. They've been tested on every time I've seen any leaked information. It's, above. it's been they've caught as few as twenty-five percent on yeah, down to zero, zero. guns, knives, right. and bombs that they've so tested themselves on. You got the team.
0: TSA letting a bunch of uh, whatever through. Uh, They're trying to give you this illusion of security. You've got these fusion centers that are just in shambles and ridiculous and useless. And more illusion of
1: security there. And, uh, Mark, you have more to share. Yeah, we've actually got some dollars and cents that they've been wasting. Okay,
0: lovely. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you are invited to bring up whatever's on your mind, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we give to you there, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. We have the last seven days' worth right there at the top of the site, freetalklive.com. You can just click them. They're right there. And then uh, if you want to go back for year's worth of the show, you can go all the way back to late 2006 over on our SoundCloud page. You can go to uh, soundcloud.freetalklive.com or just click the SoundCloud link on the left-hand side of our website at freetalklive.com.
1: When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. Freedomcam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection, the GPS Black Box Dash Cam. It's easy to use. It has uh, This unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone, GPS navigation, responds, Excuse me, records to your driving route and speed, and... Your traffic stops and all other incidents are recorded. You can protect yourself with the ultimate witness at FreedomCam.net. It's uh, on sale right now at FreedomCam.net. The prices are lower. I've checked. And so you should go get one. I don't know how much longer they're going to stay this way. They do take bitcoins. If you're interested in doing your buying with bitcoins, it's FreedomCam.net.
0: All right. So toll-free number is 855-453. Mark, you were telling us about these fusion centers. Uh, it's the Washington Post, I believe, that's doing
1: the report. Yeah, WashingtonPost.com, yeah.
0: They are uh, basically pointing out that apparently some subcommittee of some committee in the Senate Yeah, it's, has, it's a
1: funny name, so I'm going to go ahead and read it. It's uh, it's uh, Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations. Whew, that's a mouthful. Yeah, it's fun.
0: Uh, the government guys love their
1: long, long titles. I'm the assistant secretary to the Senate Homeland Security Governmental Affairs. Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations. Yeah. <laughs> i you putting that on a card. Business card. <laughs> I bet you
2: there's some of these committees that if you spell out their acronym, it says something probably true. Something Indeed, dirty.
0: Uh, so these guys have come out with a, a scathing report that is attacking these fusion centers, which is the federal government's one of their plans, their plots to supposedly catch the domestic terrorists. And a lot of people have been frightened of these fusion centers because they put out some scary-sounding documents about how you know so-called uh, patriots, people that like the Constitution, those sorts of folks, uh, pr- protesters, uh, these people are all potential terrorists. And you know, no doubt, we've reported on them over the years, but ultimately, they really haven't done very much
1: except, uh, well, what did they do, Mark? Well, the report documents spending on items that did little to help share intelligence, including gadgets such as shirt-button cameras— $6,000 laptops and big screen televisions. Woo! A $6,000 laptop. That's a badass laptop. Right there. It must
2: be. I mean, it must be smoking. Think about the video games they could play at their fusion centers. Exactly. They could have some I wonder how many parties. video
1: games are being played. And. Uh, this was... Well, it's clearly
0: research to uh, learn how the terrorists are recruiting new uh, recruits from the land of video game players. They go into the games. They've heard, I'm sure, that the, they're going into the games and attempting to recruit young people into their terrorist ranks. So they need to be in the games at all times. And pwn some uh, order. Yeah, right. In or-
2: <laughs> Stop camping.
0: Get some frags uh, in, in order to make sure that the kids of America are safe.
1: You know, so I worked, uh, I was I was in prison for nine years, and there I worked uh, closely with uh, law enforcement, uh, you know, I was, well, I guess the equivalent of a trustee for a very long time, and there weren't very many computers, this was back in uh, the early, uh, mid-90s, back when people were still scared of uh, war games, that if a uh, mm-hmm. convict got anywhere near a computer that they'll uh, take over the Department of Defense or something, and... What I can tell you, though, is that the few people that had video games, one of them specifically was the vice principal. Or excuse me, the vice, uh, the, the the vice superintendent, uh, their assistant superintendent, and I worked for him. I went, went into his office, and I can't tell you how many times he was just sitting there playing solitaire, <laughs> just over and over playing solitaire. And this was the only game you could play at the time. Let's run some
0: numbers here in a moment. Fred's on the line, listening to WSJM in the Benton Harbor, Michigan area on FM. Hey, Fred.
4: Hey, how you doing?
0: Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
4: Well, you know, I heard in the last segment you guys were talking about uh, red Devil lie and you know, people watching out because it's used to make meth. I was I used it I used lye to make soap, homemade soap, and uh I went to my local Lowe's store to buy some and you know the guy looked at me funny when I asked him where there's lye. And he's like, You know they use that to make meth and I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> They can also use it to make soap. Sure, you could use it to make soap. And just, the, just the way the guy judged me for asking about it.
2: Well, he probably heard, having he, to, order. he probably heard from the fusion right. center.
4: Yeah, I ended up having to order it online, and the amount that I had to order online would it's going to
5: last me about fifteen years. Oh God! Wow.
1: <laughs> you better find some other things to do with some lie. <laughs>
5: Well, the only uh, the only other
4: option that I know of is the, to burn people with it, and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I hear if you put a body in, you can throw the lie on top; it decomposes more quickly. Really? Is it better than pigs? Nothing's better than pigs. Okay, good to know.
4: Well, thanks for taking my taking my call. Guys. You
0: got it, Fred. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-453.
1: News story out of Oregon yesterday: a farmer uh, Farmer got eaten by his pigs on accident. Well, I'm sure he didn't plan it.
2: <laughs> 4 p.m., eating my pigs. <laughs> they, got him, they got his
1: dentures were lying outside the pig pen. And they found pieces of them inside. Really? Yes. Having pigs, this makes me a little uneasy. So the pigs, I can tell you the pigs a little-
0: were a little lazy. I mean, I thought they were supposed to eat the bones and everything.
1: Well they apparently either you for one full, huh? you get them hungry you make sure they're hungry if you're yeah. going to dispose of a body. I see. And by the way, the only way I know about this is uh well, I think it's that Brad Pitt movie Snatch um or it <laughs> might be Lock Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Same yeah. same uh, movie. P- same, right. Pretty pretty much the same yeah. movie without Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, but I mean, you know, there they claim, you know, get the pigs real hungry and yeah. uh, then you can toss the body in. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what well, I haven't fed any people. I have fed some hamburger though. I got that uh, I get all kinds of uh, spo- you know, half spoiled food from uh, grocers and things like that and I got some hamburger tossed that in. Mm. They well, they certainly ate that.
2: You spent nearly a decade in a maximum security prison, didn't you? Uh, I mean, you, nearly a uh, yeah, you don't, there. you don't know how to get rid of a body after that? I,
1: I, it's not something I studied.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: give me the numbers. What do we need
1: so, to know? <laughs> right. Um, besides the four thousand, excuse me, six thousand dollars laptops that they were buying there, at the fusion <laughs> centers. Ching. One fusion nice. center spent forty five thousand dollars on a decked out SUV that a city official then used for commuting. Nice. In reality, the subcommittee. They need a
0: mansion in, while they're at it. They uh, got to set up an office there. It's
1: really important. In reality, the subcommittee investigation found that the fusion centers often produced irrelevant. Useless or inappropriate intelligence reporting to DHS, and many produced no intelligence reporting whatsoever.
0: So they're they're coming up with reports, but they're irrelevant or they're useless. Or, right.
2: <laughs> right. or they're just not. There we'll get right on that. There are
1: 77 of these sinners, yeah. and... They're buying $6,000 laptops right. and, and g- giving the government bureaucrats vehicles, and then they're not producing any intelligence
2: information. Uh, <sighs> boss,
0: I was going to get right on that report, but I'm having trouble with this brand new laptop. I could mean, it's you, just not letting me install Microsoft Word. I, I don't know what to do.
2: Could you imagine, I mean, because they've probably, they probably have like T3 lines or some really advanced connection to the internet backbone. T3's old,
0: but yeah, you, I get what you're saying. Could,
2: can you imagine like these 77 centers, like the game of Quake Arena they could have oh, yeah. against oh, each yeah. other all over the world. It'd be
1: like no ping. I mean, it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So going on here, I mean, it's just it, it, it's really amazing. The bipartisan report released by the committee, uh, Chairman Carl Levin and ranking minority member Tom Colburn portrays the fusion center system as ineffective and criticizes the Department of Homeland Security for poor supervision.
0: Well, they're going to critique them and then they're going to let them stay around. Right. I mean, they're going to this is going to be a scathing report that comes out and there's just, uh, a couple of news articles will be written about it. They Some should just shut talk, them down. But they won't. They haven't shut down the TSA. Well, I mean, the TSA. There aren't that many
1: scathing reports on the TSA. Sure,
0: there are. There, look, the TSA, the TSA has screwed up so much stuff over time, and there have been way, there's been way more press coverage, way more public outrage about the TSA. Yeah,
2: the press is covering it, but not the the government. They recently hired a defrocked priest, I believe, who was de- tra- yes. defrocked for touching the kids, for molesting children, To touch
1: the kids, right. and they, they're going to employ him to touch kids. <laughs>
0: Still, even after all the news coverage?
1: I haven't seen I haven't seen them undo it, but I don't really care. If so much for the background stupid, checks. Please, go ahead and do a little pedophilia background check for your <laughs> for your kid fondlers. Please.
0: 855-450-FREE. That's the Seykel CAI toll-free line. You can take a control here. Share your thoughts on fusion centers, so-called domestic terrorism, the government. Can they actually stop terrorism? Doesn't seem like it, does it? It's Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 855 free is the number for you. 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Bradley. And Mark. Uh, by the way, you can join us over on our website. If you like the show, you like the site, you like the fact that you can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners there, you like all the features that we give away to you, then please do shop with us. You can do that by going to shop.freetalklive.com. And when you uh, when you enter to uh, through shop.freetalklive.com, when you enter the various different websites that are linked there, like Amazon or Newegg, uh, when you enter those sites, then anything you buy, Free Talk Live, will get a portion of the purchase price. It's generally true. There's some some exceptions, like I just learned that uh, Newegg, apparently if you order uh, one of their gift cards, we don't get any money off of that. But we do get money on gift cards at Amazon. So at Amazon, it's pretty much anything that you order. At Newegg, yeah, on and off. Can you say Christmas gifts? Yeah, exactly. Holiday season, holiday season Holiday uh, season is approaching. And uh, whether you know what somebody wants or you don't, Amazon's got what you're looking for, whether it's a gift card or the actual item that you know that you need to get. Uh, you can go to shop.freetalklive.com and do it sooner rather than later. Get it done and get it over with. And Free Talk Live will benefit when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. Dot com. And in fact, the uh, there's a new Amazon banner, and I know I'm not a graphic designer. It's not the best one, but it's better than the old one. And it's up on uh, closer to the top of our website now, too. So it's an additional way for you to get in is right through the banner on the right-hand side of freetalklive.com. But that will only take you to the U.S. site. If you go to shop.freetalklive.com, you'll have access to Amazon Canada, Amazon UK, as well as Newegg Canada. So keep that in mind, too. Shop.freetalklive.com. Great way to support this program coming up. More news about the NDAA. Brad is going to share that with us. I think it'll tie in well to this discussion about the uh, fusion centers. These federal government uh, programs that have uh, supposedly been created to interface the federal government more effectively into the Department of Homeland Security with local police departments and state agencies, and it turns out it's just another uh, just another mess of bureaucracy, uh, huge amounts of waste, thousands upon thousands, if not millions of dollars being spent on things that arguably that they don't really need like a six thousand dollar laptop
1: it's a it's a lot for a laptop
0: you can go to walmart right now and or any other $600 store
2: dollars we'll get you a great laptop that's
0: right a six hundred dollar laptop is a decent laptop a 250 and fifty dollar laptop is a cheap laptop but it'll work
2: come on guys we're talking about homeland security we can't right they need we the can't, best, can't right? spare any yeah. expense <laughs> i don't
1: know where they found a six thousand dollar laptop I mean uh, what uh, when when Sam moved here he had this giant laptop computer that was the yeah, it was biggest. like a
0: twenty one inch laptop. It's the
1: biggest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen anything
2: like it or he a brought before it camping since.
0: with him. It was ridiculous <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think that thing was six thousand dollars. was he doing graphic editing? Well he was camping? He was
0: doing video editing on this, uh, this yeah, laptop. Yeah, but he got
1: it originally from his uh, telecom. You know, he was some high-paid telecom guy, and I think he got it through his company there. Oh,
0: cool. Yeah, I'm looking over at Alienware. They're uh, one of the, the more fancy laptop manufacturers, and their top-of-the-line laptop's only two
1: grand. Jesus. That's three times as much <laughs> as their top-of-the-line
2: uh, can, laptop there. The, well, they probably can survive a nuclear explosion.
0: Oh, no, I take it back. They have one that's uh, $3,000. Oof. This is Alien Alienware, and yeah, that's that could... those are high
1: end, high that's end. That's right? like
0: you know the the baddest laptop that you could probably get. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just fancy Dells.
0: weren't you? Uh, weren't they talking to you at one point about doing some advertising?
1: Yeah, not. Gonna, I don't think it's going to work out. I just can't uh, can't get it back on the phone. Ah, darn it. Yeah, maybe one of these days. Yeah, sounds pretty
0: awesome. So going on, here, I can't but, justify spending that kind of money on a laptop, <laughs> especially if you know you knock over a drink on it or something like that. I mean,
2: well, plus you'll never get any work done because you'll be you'll be playing a, games. An Alienware, you're yeah. going to land parties. You'd be going to the Fusion Center down in Boston.
0: Wait, is that a land party? Well, that'd be, can, be a cool name well, for a should... land party. The Fusion Center.
1: <laughs> it's a. He's wrapping back in the conversation and trying to get back on a uh, subject here. <laughs> Okay. All right. So the Department of Homeland Security has, in response on Tuesday to this scathing report from the Senate Subcommittee on Effectiveness, or whatever it's called, uh, has defended the fusion centers. Of course, they are in their purview. And it would look really terrible if the Department of Homeland Security had actually been ignoring the fact that the fusion centers are sending irrelevant or no intelligence back to the Department of Homeland Security, right? Mm. And I'm sure that's exactly what was going on, is, ah, you just ignore that stuff from the fusion centers. It's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> you know? But they defended the fusion centers, saying the Senate investigation relied on out-of-date data. The Senate's uh, investigators examined fusion centers' reports in 2009-2010, looking uh, looked at activity, training, policies over nine years, according to the report. So I guess oh. 2009 and 2010 data on a report l- released earlier this year is old things are by different government now. standards this is new
2: things are different now they
1: they worked out the kinks i haven't heard anything that a fusion center's done in the last two years no
0: actually it's been it's been pretty much all of the scary stories were more much more than two years ago
1: right i mean most of the time they've gotten stomped on every time they've put out something where they said <laughs> watch out for people with rod paul bumper
2: stickers they're terrorists yeah they get made fun of quite a bit
1: The statement also said the Senate investigators misunderstood the role of fusion centers. These are places where government bureaucrats actually do go to play solitaire. Which is to provide the state and local law enforcement analytics support in furtherance of their day to day efforts to mm. protect local communities from violence, including that associated with terrorism. Uh, Brad, during this time, you actually were a local law enforcement officer. Did you find analytics support furthering uh, your day to day efforts in uh, protecting local communities from violence, including that associated with terrorism?
2: Um, well, Ever I
1: heard of a fusion center.
2: Well, I stopped getting the updates when uh, I was uh, there was a bunch of federal marshals at. Murphy's Taproom and uh, I was there one night because there was some guy who moved to New Hampshire and he was uh threatening to to cause harm to government officials but after that I stopped receiving uh, after the federal marshal saw me there I stopped receiving the updates but I never read anything that I found to be remotely interesting and it basically uh th- you know these these updates say you know for official use only don't forward but I mean come on I mean it wouldn't make any difference whatsoever if you Let the world know that chlorine is dangerous. You know, I mean...
1: DHS statement uh, also said that all the questioned expenses were allowable under the rules. Yeah, What's the sure, problem. It's okay sure. to get three it's six thousand dollars laptops. Those are the rules. It's legal. And this we're is just following one, orders. There is something out there a phenomenon. I don't know if everybody knows this, but I've certainly knew it, known it my whole life. Is that these government agencies get their funding at the uh, for an annual sort of situation. So at the end of the year, if they don't spend all their money, then they. Uh, they have to take a smaller budget the next year. So they you know, they budget how they budget through the right. year and then in that last month they'll buy everybody Spend new time. desks yep. or something like that. Or a new four thousand, six thousand dollar left If and they have money left that's over. Exactly
0: where it came from. If they have
2: money left over, they're doing it wrong.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly. And what do they do with the old stuff?
1: Well you get to take it home. Right? I don't know
2: what they do with it. You in the get Na- to take it home. In the
1: Navy, people have talked about them just throwing tools, a whole well, brand right. new tool sets over the edge. That's true, but that's because they're
0: in the Navy and they can't really go home at that moment. But uh, if you're, you're working for a government office and you get a brand new chair, something's got to be done with that old chair, and which you is need probably one. only a year old at that point and the top-of-the-line chair that was ordered last year.
1: I have worked with, uh, excuse me, I've lived with two women that worked for state and city, town, county organizations, mm-hmm. and under no at no time did either of them get free things to they take They don't home. have
0: the federal budget.
1: Okay. It's not I mean, the
0: same. They're either not as high-ranking, they're not high-ranking enough to be able to get the uh, To get an office perks, chair? To get the perks. But I would say it's probably more like because it's the, the state governments can't print out money like the feds can. Yep. Okay. Uh, by the way, I did uh, do a little digging here. Newegg.freetalklive.com, highest-priced laptop on Newegg. Is an HP EliteBook for four thousand six hundred and eighty-four dollars. Wow. We're getting closer, and if you actually look on the left-hand side of the site, because Newegg's got the one of the most useful features of Newegg is that you can sort the search results uh, by whatever factors you want. So you can sort sort by price. Uh let's see. They actually have one here listed for more than $5,000. It is actually a $6,441 laptop, but it's out of stock. So I guess all the government agents bought them up. <laughs> they just bought them up.
1: It's the end of the fiscal year, you know. They got to get It's made out of gun metal.
2: What? Gun metal. Panasonic makes these laptops called tough, Toughbooks. Toughbooks. Yeah, and that's what uh that's what you the, drop
1: it off a building or something like that, right?
2: Yeah. Run well, it over. That doesn't sound like a good idea. It's under a any, tough book.
1: Under any circumstance
0: They're built for that.
2: Yeah. I mean, you could spill coffee on it. No, no problem.
0: What do those things cost? I bet it's several thousand.
2: Oh, yeah. They're way yeah. up there. They're way up there.
0: So, there you go. Uh, more statistics, Mark. Anything else you want to share about this uh, Fusion Center
1: thing? Yeah, just saying that the report challenged the value of the training and much of the information produced by the centers. It said the DHS an- analysts assigned to the Fusion Centers received just five days of basic training for intelligence reporting, <laughs> and uh, they received an array of... Uh, You're of course- an
0: expert now. and <laughs> <laughs> You've been through our week-long course here at the Fusion Center. So... Yeah, that's right. They're going to keep you safe, America. I mean, does anybody really believe that? Anybody. Do you really still listen and believe them when uh, Barack Obama or Mitt Romney are saying things to you like, it's my responsibility as president to keep you safe?
2: My solemn duty. The
0: government is going to keep you safe. We've got experts on the job around the clock. They're looking at statistics, reports. They're printing things out. They have really expensive equipment. You think that's going to stop somebody from going and building a bomb and setting it off at your local mall no. or sporting event? No. In no way, shape, or form. Hour three's next. You can take control. 855 free Talk live. We're launching into the third hour of the show. You can dial in toll free, bring up what you want. 855 free That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us online. Over at freetalklive.com, enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. Uh, you can actually control the content, submit what you want. You find something online that you think is fun, interesting, useful, outrageous, whatever you think our listeners and we would enjoy. You submit it over as showprep at freetalklive.com. It will then appear on the Upcoming Stories page. And when you go to freetalklive.com, clicking the Upcoming Stories page is one of the most important things you can do on the site. Because everybody that submits things to the site, they go to the Upcoming Stories page first. They then wait on the upcoming stories page until they receive enough votes to be promoted to the front page and the top of the website. So the upcoming stories page is where all the first action has to happen in order for something to get out of the that's, that page and be seen by more people. So uh, go and get interactive. You can submit stories. You can vote on them. Uh, vote up the ones you like. Vote down the ones you don't like. Or just ignore the ones you don't like. Uh, you can do uh, do it how you want over at freetalklive.com and influence the stuff that we talk about on the airwaves. Of course, the best way to influence it is to dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's then- what it all comes down to. Yeah, to. Then you can really get on and talk about what you want in your own words, and uh, you can have an interactive uh, conversation
1: with Give us. the number again. I messed it up.
0: Uh, 855-450-3733. Brad is with us uh, this evening. And, uh, Brad, you brought something in about the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, that for a little while looked like things were going in the right direction uh, in that a lower court had overturned, or they would fi- they'd put placed an injunction against the, the provisions... That in the NDAA that basically authorize indefinite detention,
2: right? Um, I've been coming in every other Thursday, and the last two times that I've come in and uh, joined you guys on the air, um, I've brought up the NDAA because I truly believe this is the biggest threat to the Constitution and to our liberty uh, in my lifetime. It's and a mess. It's it's uh, it truly is. Um, you know, it's sad that our state of affairs uh, has gotten to be this way, but it is. Um, and essentially, what the NDAA is is a bill that provides funding for the Defense Department, but it included a provision and they
1: do it just about every year or every right. Other it's year. A, it's
2: a standard thing, um, but they that's inc- why there's so,
1: been so many NDAA's.
2: Right uh, in 2012, uh, actually it was 2011 when this was proposed. Um, they included this provision, uh, Section 1021, uh, which essentially allows for the indefinite military detention of anybody who, uh, you know fights against the United States and the war on terror or, you know, uh, supports, substantially supports associated forces. And what happened was a bunch of uh, uh, journalists sued in order to stop this because the law is so vague as to what... Substantial it, support. Right. Yeah, what's that mean? Right. I mean, I brought this up last time on the air. Um, you know, here on Free Talk Live, we may talk about an issue such as indefinite detention, And, you know, by us calling into question whether or not this is a wise thing for the government to do, are we substantially supporting people uh, who are against the United States? I mean, mean,
1: we've been called traitors on the air more than once. Sure, They could make an an
0: argument
2: for it. Right. I mean, speaking out against the government is dangerous.
0: All they have to do is convince a government judge.
2: No, they don't, because the NDAA doesn't allow you to go in front of a government judge. And this is basically the president determining that you have... uh, president would determine that you...
0: Well, they'd convince the judge after the fact. Th- I see what you're saying. You're saying that in order to take you in, into indefinite detention, they don't have to go to a judge. Exactly. But if you did somehow manage to challenge it after the fact, then it would go to a judge, and they'd have to convince him to keep you there,
2: right? Or maybe. Okay. I mean, it's 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 very uh, it's very vague right Or now. they
0: could just say, well, he's a suspected enemy combatant, so he doesn't deserve a, a court.
2: Theory. Right. Well, it's no more citizenship they for indefinitely you. indefinitely you know? detain you. Yeah. Right. So th- when you... Th- Think no due process. You're just, you're in a black hole. Right. The, Habeas corpus. The, 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 promised the, to you by the Magna
1: Carta, written in the 12, 15 or something
2: century. Yeah. Probably the highest level of appeal you would have is to an army colonel or a oh Navy captain as far as the uh, installation commander uh, regarding your confinement. You, you would the not get The installation
1: of the place where you are confined. Right, and, and
2: you won't know where you are. But <laughs> the it, warden. <laughs> anyway, um, so this article uh, came out. Uh, it's actually a blog, but it, it came out in response to the appeals court. Uh, it's called the Second Circuit Court of Appeals in New York. And what they did was they lifted a judicial injunction that a judge issued that blocked the federal government uh, this one judge blocked the entire federal government uh, and the president from enforcing section 1021 and, the- and and
0: her reasoning was what you were talking about was this this phraseology this right. nebulous- no one knows concept of what is this uh, support right? what is substantial support right
2: whatever. and, and there these journalists would go over and do go over and th- they speak to people whom the the government terms as terrorists right and
1: well, 60 minutes last night or you know last week uh, this gal who had uh, been kidnapped in egypt i can't remember her name i don't know these reporters names and i'm sorry but um she interviewed some guy from the Taliban yeah. in in a vehicle and had his face, you know, changed with some kind of beard and, you know, changed his voice or whatever. But she interviewed the enemy. Yes. And this is what a reporter's supposed to do. They're supposed get to give information. She has provided a net positive to the yes. United States of America by providing the government with whatever this guy has said, whether that's a lie or the truth or whatever. They've got the video to take a look. She's provided a net positive to human existence. And I, I but don't the understand. argument
0: the state would make is that she has uh, provided the terrorists an outlet for uh, their spreading their propaganda. Well, well
2: they certainly could. Therefore, it's the, substantial support. Take that's, her away. That's what the journalists are afraid of. Yeah. I, I would say that the fact that there are people willing to risk their lives to put themselves in situations to speak with people who do things that are uh, that are could be classified as against the United States or classified as violent. I think it's important that there are reporters willing to sit down and talk to these people because it allows the message to return to the American public who then can have a more reasoned opinion when they... Right,
0: that's why it's a danger uh, to the state because they don't want that information getting out. They don't want people to to actually be able to identify with these uh, so-called terrorists as as fellow human beings who have a legitimate grievance. Step
1: down for a second and realize what the rhetoric of the founding documents say. This is supposed to be... A republic of the people, by the people, for the people. How can I, as the highest, uh, you know, decision maker in the republic, a voter? How can I make the uh-uh. the proper? I'm only talking about their rhetoric in theory. Yeah. Uh, how can I make the proper decision on who's supposed to be the commander in chief and who's supposed to be my senators and representatives if I don't even know all this information? How can I possibly make an informed decision if the government has everything secret?
2: You can't um and that is why
0: the- it doesn't matter anyway it's only romney and uh, and obama yeah so what are you gonna do
1: well there's there's some
2: third party people it's you true can for it's true
1: so uh, let me Gary begin- johnson probably make a better president than any of them <laughs> i agree with you i'm just telling you what their perspective is right
2: let me uh let me start into this um they it-
0: would like you to believe it's only romney and obama
2: <laughs> the appeals panel undermines free speech victory over ndaa The government is still allowed to lock up American citizens indefinitely inside military Mm -hmm. facilities thanks to a ruling this week by a panel of three Second Circuit appeal judges who granted a stay against a lower court ruling that a controversial section of the National Defense Authorization Act is unconstitutional. Soon after the law was signed on New Year's Eve last year, it was challenged in federal court by seven journalists and activists, including Chris Hedges, Noam Chomsky, and Daniel Ellsberg, who argued that the vague and sweeping language of the law violates their freedom of speech and right to due process. Judge Catherine Forrest agreed and struck down the law in a lengthy opinion last month, but government lawyers immediately sought and received a temporary emergency stay on the ruling.
1: This lady is never going to get a promotion.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, as we talked about last uh, 2 weeks ago, she was appointed by the Obama. She, she administration. was appointed by President Obama. Yeah. So, this is someone who I would probably
1: didn't make this decision himself. I mean, she's just a lower court judge, right?
2: Well, the typically what happens is is the highest-ranking senator from the uh party that the president is a member of gets to make Suggestions, uh, it's some sort of senatorial privilege. Mm -hmm. Um, And then typically, you know, they're appointed. Same thing for federal marshals, the U.S. Marshal, the senior senator uh, does the same thing. Um, But this judge, appointed by President Obama, put an injunction in place to stop the government from doing this. And this article continues on about how they lifted it
0: and she stopped him for what about two weeks about two weeks because it's back 855-450-FREE that's the SACL CAI toll free line and will it go to the Supreme Court we'll find out More coming up you can take control share your thoughts bring up anything free talk live This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number for you tonight, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you all the features, and you can enjoy them on us. If you like the show, though, and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go to uh, to promote.freetalklive.com, and you'll find different things uh, like uh, web graphics and free bumper sticker. There's a bunch of different stuff there that you can utilize to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the country and around the world at promote.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime, you got to get together with other people that think as you do. And some people, it's been a long time coming. There's a gentleman who just made the move up uh, to your part of New Hampshire, uh, Brad, up to the Lancaster area, and uh, he's been planning this move for probably about a decade. Oh, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin's awesome. Yeah, nice guy. He's been one of those guys that's been hanging out on the forums for many, many, many years, and uh, he finally was able to make it happen. And for a little while there, it was looking like it wasn't going to, and I guess something changed where it was possible for him and he just made the move uh this past weekend i think so pretty it's got to. that's got to be a, a really exciting time for somebody having having built up and built up and built up and you know watched all these other people move and you know having been paid to paying attention to the scene and all the activism that's going on up here and then finally to be able to
1: uh, to come in on all of it it's got to be pretty exciting it's a big change and yeah. uh, it should not be entered into lightly
0: so go to freestateproject.org if you understand the ideas of liberty, if you get it when it comes to being free, that in order to be free, you have to allow others to be free, and you're willing to do that, and you're willing to get active, go to freestateproject.org and get on up here. Let's go to the phones and talk to Tom listening in Detroit. Uh, we can hear a little more about the NDAA here in moments, but Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight?
5: Hey, guys. Hey, uh, this is the first time I've watched you on the LRN video streaming, which is kind of neat. Very good, sir. <laughs> I'm uh... I'm working on my computer, and I've got you guys going on the, in, in the side here and listening to you. But anyway, first off, uh, I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe you guys watched the uh, debate last night?
0: Hell no.
2: Nope. Yeah.
5: Okay. Well, you know, I did just for curiosity. I'm I'm 51 years old, and I in the prior in the past, I just never watched any of it. But I just wanted to see what what took place, and and of course, they both sounded exactly the same, in my opinion. Oh, sure. And, and uh, and I'm going to throw a curveball at you. I've been a libertarian if I ever voted, because, again, as some of my friends have said, voting is uh, immoral, which I tend to agree. But anyway, I disagree. if I did vote, I would, I would vote libertarian to at least get the numbers up. I knew they would never win. But this time, and everyone I've talked to, and they all think I'm a little bit loony, but everybody I've spoken with, I say, vote for Obama. And they vote for say, Obama? Why? Okay. Yeah. And they say, what are you, nuts? I said, listen. We need to drive this bus off the cliff. The the bottom line is right now, you guys obviously are familiar with the, the QE3 that just took place. They're diluting our yep. currency This again. is a
1: quantitative easing three. Um, it's actually could be called quantitative, quantitative easing infinity because it is uh, an influx of $40 billion into the economy through the purchase of uh, distressed mortgages from uh, banking institutions through the Federal Reserve.
0: But isn't the suggestion in your statement that uh, somehow Mitt Romney won't be driving the bus off the cliff?
5: Well, my, my worry is, and I am super invested right now in physical silver. And in the commodities, and I'm I'm I'm, back, I'm hedging myself with also a put in the commodities. We're not going to get into all that. But anyway, my worry is that if Romney gets elected, it will make people think again that okay, we might just have a chance, and it just puts it off. And my worry is this: I'm again, I keep saying I'm 51. I look back. I'm from Germany, and I look back at my relatives, and I look at videos or movies or things that we see where people are very old. When a war or a depression happens, and the old really suffer, and I don't want to wait until I'm seventy-five or eighty until the, this, the the poop hits the fan. I want to get it done now. And if we vote for Obama, we're off the cliff faster.
1: Well, it's I've got to say that, that this is—I um, mean, this is this is what voters do, right? They vote their interest because it, what you're claiming is what the, the the motive behind your vote is suffering for people. And what no. your claim is is that the suffering is going to come earlier, it's going to come later, but we don't know. So your vote is for sooner suffering, and I can't vote that way, man. That's just wrong.
5: But it, it's it's going to happen. It's inevitable. It's inevitable, I'm
1: well, sorry. people might come to the – some people might come to the ideas of liberty and see what is coming down the pipe if they're given more time to find this out and you're taking that uh, that that time away from them.
0: Well, tell me a little more uh Tom about what is it you see happening exactly? When when you say going off the cliff, I mean, give me more what does that
4: mean?
5: All right. Well, the, the, again, with the quantitative quantitative easing 3 now yeah. and maybe 4 or who knows what or or they claim that they're printing up 40 billion a month. Uh, right. I I'm in the circle a little bit of some very knowledgeable people that have that are retired and paid attention and Literally read the papers and information from around the world, uh, whether it be Israel or China, or they have all day to do this, and it's amazing the facts that I've learned and we are heading the world right now is heading for a collapse it's coming it can't we are so far everyone the socialism has just taken us to the brink, so we need to get it over with. I don't want to suffer and here here's a, the other thing that I really wanted to talk about. In, on the same on the same vein.
0: Well, in a moment um, you can get to that in in just a moment. But I still, you know, the the suggestion being that uh, somehow Romney is going to stop the flow of blood a little bit, or that you believe that people believe that about him, and that's why you're advocating Obama. You don't really think that, right? Like you don't think that Romney is in any way, shape, or form going to slow this down or would somehow stop no, QE3. Not-
5: no he's he's just gonna what's going going to happen is perhaps the Republicans and some of the business folks are going to feel a little bit more at ease and things are just going to be they're going to be postponed again, and things will pick up and just like you know here i'm gonna give you one today I get home i get a i get mail i was I was unemployed for a while, and I was receiving unemployment I know but you know what I paid into it so you do, yeah
1: it's yeah. insurance I don't and have any so problem
5: now with it. today. Today I it's get the. Hey, I say
0: take the money from the government. I mean, who cares? I like Rich Paul's uh, viewpoint that if you can get these thugs to give you a check and you can use that check against them, there's nothing wrong with that.
5: But but here's the amazing part: in Michigan, we supposedly went over the over the uh, numbers of the uh, uh, extended and extended and extended. It used to be like 99 weeks, and they cut it off. Well, lo and behold, right before the election today, I get mail that says, oh, you qualify again. We've ex- – Obama took care of you. And he Obama sent, sent you a check. check. He's Bush did it. It's just ridiculous, you know. So, again, we're, we're, we're heading for for the okay. cliff.
1: So but let me – hold on. Saying. So the, we're we're heading for a financial cliff is the claim, and we don't know it. We just believe it, and I believe it with you, all right? Now, what your claim is, is that one guy will uh, extend the period of time of the financial cliff, maybe beyond your death, maybe into your old age. We don't know. And the other guy right. won't, is the suggestion. Now, Yeah, he'll,
5: he'll your, hasten it up.
1: <laughs> your yep. death is inevitable. Why don't you just go ahead and hasten it?
5: No. This is listen. I, I'm on, I'm I'm on the prepper side. Okay. I hear so this, you,
1: but this is unfair to do to people. I mean, it, okay. So a vote's immoral if you have immoral intent, and you've got immoral intent. Why not in go? This yeah. Why not go all
0: the way? Why not start snitching out on neighbors too? I mean, if you really want to crank up the the police. Go state to work
1: and, for the government and really you know pump God up the program. Stand by, Tom.
0: We'll bring it back in a moment. You can, uh, you can bring think. it. Yep. Oh, hang on. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the sacl Cai toll free line. One eight five five. 450. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone, 213-493-0308. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in, bring up anything you want, or not. You can sit there and listen to 855-450-FREE, as most of you will do. 1-855-450-3733. But you are always welcome to uh, join the conversation and take it in whatever direction would please you. 855-450-FREE is the number, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. And head over there and enjoy all the features. By the way, we've got a webcam. Uh, Our last caller mentioned he was watching on the webcam. And that is cam.freetalk.com. Uh, That's great. He's still on hold. Uh, But uh, the cam.freetalklive.com is where you can go to see that. You can actually interact with other listeners at the same time as the chat room is built in the same page right below the cam. The chat room's down there. So
1: uh, go ahead and go to cam.freetalklive.com. Bitcoin's. Uh, if you're worried about the impending collapse, one way to put your, uh, you know, I don't know what this collapse is going to look like, and but if the internet still survives, then one way to store the your value is with bitcoins. Bitcoins are an online currency that allow you to. They're peer to peer and open source. Uh, they allow you to send and receive money without paying any fees and. They're completely independent of uh, you know, currencies like the U.S. dollar or the euro or whatever. And you can get uh, a free wallet at blockchain.info. So go find out about the Bitcoin at weusecoins.org and go get your free wallet at blockchain.info.
0: We've got Tom on the line in Detroit. And Tom is, uh, he is postulating an idea that has been put forth a few times in the past on this program. And it is essentially that... One must advocate for and vote for the increase of tyranny in order to move quicker toward liberty. The suggestion being that, uh, and you know, there may be something to this position— uh, that uh, as things get worse, people are more likely to discover the ideas of liberty. Because if people are fat and happy, and uh, you know they're comfortable, then they're not so likely to actually do something. Even if they do know that something is wrong, they're not as likely to even know something's wrong. But if they finally do figure it out, because well, one of their loved ones has been aggressed against, or the currency has collapsed, or whatever you know, traumatic awful thing has happened, that therefore they'll be more likely to embrace the ideas of liberty and by moving towards. Tyranny sooner, we'll move toward liberty sooner. That's basically the suggestion. And he's brought it up in the context of the presidential election, which really makes the conversation pointless. Because, as you've pointed out, Mark, your vote doesn't count in the presidential election in any way, shape, or form. It's
1: highly unlikely that you're going to to cast the deciding vote in one of the 57 different elections that go on. It's unlikely you'll cast the vote
0: even in your county. Uh, But... Look, so you've got that factor that you know, it doesn't even count. Your vote doesn't count in the first place. But the suggestion is that somehow one of these presidential candidates matters, or one is is better or worse than the other. He's suggesting that uh, the people he talks to might believe that Romney is uh, is better, and so he advocates that they ta- they vote for Obama instead, so as to hasten this up. But we had asked uh, Tom right before we went to break. Why doesn't he go ahead and you know, snitch people out? I mean, if, if, uh, if the idea is to make the state worse, so therefore people will come to liberty sooner, why not take some direct action? I mean, forget about this voting thing. You can't really do anything at a federal level with voting. I, I mean, Tom, are you going to also advocate that people vote for the worst candidates in all local races as well?
5: Well, you know, first off, with the snitching out, that, that is such a different—it uh, it has nothing to do with what I'm speaking of. And believe me, I'm coming from a perspective. I had a big portion of my family stuck on the on the iron, on the other side of the Iron Curtain, and I've actually been there when it was still the Iron Curtain. Went across with the train, with the dogs and the guards. So believe me, and and my, I'll give you a quick story of snitching. My father was rolling a video camera of my grandfather's uh, uh, cooking, smoking, not smoking, you know, like but smoking some eels they were all fishermen and they had to, every fish all the fish that they caught were supposed to be given up at the port and then you know they were able to buy back at a fair price from the government their you know whatever they wanted but of course the fishermen had their secret little holes in the in their ships or in their boats and my grand my grandfather was smoking some eel my dad opened up the door and was was recording it with a with a movie camera, and my grandfather came unglued because of the fact that, yes, somebody could snitch on him, and he could go to prison for this. So I'm not coming from that perspective, and I don't feel that to be a fair analogy of what I'm it's, speaking.
0: It's just boiling it down, though. I mean, if you're voting for somebody like Rob, Romney or nope. Obama, you're advocating for more arrests of peaceful people. You're just not directly causing it.
5: Well, you know, I, I wrote down some notes while I was on the break. And but, but we, before you go
0: to your note, I did ask you a question, and that was no, yeah. I, I didn't go all the way to the, uh, you know, I didn't go all the way to the snitching. I just suggested that my question was, what about local elections? Should you also vote for the clear worst candidate in those elections?
5: I don't, I don't even bother with it because again, I feel like you guys do it. It's, I don't believe in government at all. The but only, you're advocating
0: only... for people
1: to vote for he, Barack he's Obama. He's not taking a very strong position here.
0: I'm not saying what you would do. You're saying other people should do this because you believe that it would uh, make things worse faster. So do you believe that's true on the local level as well? Should the worst candidates locally be voted for?
5: No. I, I mean, again, this is – I'm trying to – I understand where you're going on this, but i really like to stick with this particular okay. election.
0: Because, no problem. Okay. You move and, on then. And
5: I, and, I, and I want to actually say, just like your commercial just now on Bitcoins, and you mentioned preparing for the collapse. Why? I mean,
1: because when you were talking about it, I'm I'm wrapping it in.
5: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the entire and, and again, the entire idea. I wish I could pick up my stuff and move to New Hampshire right now. I want to be around people that are like minded because this is coming, and I want to be around preppers that are that have gold and silver that we can actually trade. This fiat money is is useless. So I'm totally on board with everything you guys say. I I'm probably more conservative than than most. I don't believe in I'm any not a conservative. In, what that
0: I'm not a conservative. I believe in uh you know personal freedom.
5: Right. Well, that I I consider that to be conser- I I consider a conservative to be someone that it, it it's exactly that personal freedom most people who uh, call
0: themselves conservatives would not want uh, personal freedom for other people because they might smoke some drugs or uh, you know have some sex with somebody that they don't want them to have sex with so you're saying that your kind of conservatism is socially conservative or excuse me not socially conservative but socially liberal
5: uh no <laughs> no i i mean i guess by conservative conservative is whatever got <laughs> the words tough right now no i mean this I, I know what my budget is in my household, okay? And I don't go over budget. And that, okay. that's what I so mean. So you're by a that.
0: fiscal conservative, but how do you feel about yeah, people having sex with people of the same gender?
5: I don't care. That's their okay. business. It, just Most, like well, a lot of
0: conservatives care about that. But anyway, go
5: ahead. Okay, well, let's not get Maybe off you're topic. more of
0: a liberty minded person than you think than uh, than a conservative.
5: Yeah. But go right, ahead. Well, and, and I really want to bring this up on the same vein. I just listened to an extremely. Informative video of a gentleman that lives in China. He's an American. He has American family here, and he's talking about how. Check this out for a second. We owe sixteen plus trillion dollars. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa! When did I start owing that money? I I never signed I, that I agreement.
5: I agree with you. I trust me. I understand. But our government does. Oh and we well, would,
0: I don't consider it my government because I didn't elect them. But anyway, government does. I get your point. Those okay, guys. Okay do. I check don't.
5: This With, check this out. With the QE3 and the next whatever beyond spending, they are pretty wise to what they're doing. They are diluting our currency right now.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: We owe $16 trillion in the actual no, U.S. Don't. dollar. I just went out and bought myself a $23,000 van a couple of days ago. I needed to upgrade a, a work van. Now, imagine if the money is diluted to the point where it costs a thousand dollars to buy a pack of cigarettes. Well, gee, if I'm actually conservative and I hoard gold and silver. I can turn that around, and I can pay off my twenty-three thousand dollar van in a like heartbeat. Nothing. thats absolutely true. Yeah. Well,
1: your your job will probably catch up to some extent too. I mean, you know, this is what happened in the Weimar uh, Republic: is people were getting paid what twice a day in order to be able to go home and buy bread with right. the wheelbarrows full of money. So the chances are that you'll be able to pay off your, uh, you know, your real prop, your real value, your real capital, the va- the van. Quite quickly in an economy like that. Tom, and thanks for the call. Be, I Appreciate it, man. That's why it would not be beneficial for those in power. Those in power do make, are, are related to, or uh, you know have interest in people that make cars and you know ship oil and things like that. So those people are not going to be wanting to crash the economy. The question is, how long can they keep the balls in the air?
2: Well, the federal government has unfunded liabilities of eighty-four trillion dollars. Yep. It can't be that much longer.
0: We'll see. They've say. managed to keep the balls in the air for quite a while. The
1: Ultra Bears have been saying this for decades.
0: Yep. one eight five five four fifty free They got some uh, tricks up their sleeve, that's for sure. It's Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well though it's more than just activism with regular social events each week see what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video audio one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire and more at freekeen.com that's freekeen.com this is free talk live toll free number tonight 855 free. That's the SACL, CAI toll-free line, one 450 3733 Joining you in studio tonight, it's Ian. And Bradley. And Mark. Don't forget, you can join us over on our website, freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. The mobile site, you can go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. I uh, updated the mobile sites today, actually, for Free Talk Live and for LRN.fm with the brand new Listen Lines phone number. So it's another way you can get quick access to the Listen Lines number. We gave out the number earlier tonight, but if you missed it, you can just go to m.freetalklive.com and it is right there on the mobile page. You can just uh, click it on your phone, it'll dial it up and pull up. Free Talk Live? Anytime. It's uh, constantly streaming. You can just tune in over your phone. That's one of the ways to do it. Of course, the mobile site also has links to our broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show in streaming format, which, of course, will sound a lot better. Uh, Certainly, the broadband and midband ones will sound better than the regular phone lines. It's all there, and it's all free for you at m, as in mobile, dot com. Unless, of course, calling long distance isn't free for you. You should probably know what your phone's calling plan is before you do that. You should probably know that anyway. You probably should. Uh, so 855-453, that's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Uh, any further comments on this uh, this strategy? Brad, I mean, Mark was kind of pretty much dominating that conversation, as was I. You didn't really get a chance to jump in with, uh, with that call. Uh, you know, on this issue of let's make things worse before they get better, how do you feel about that?
2: Well, I think President Obama is both worse and better than Mitt Romney. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think... You know, I've heard this argument made before, but I don't think it's really necessary to to increase tyranny in order to uh, try to have more liberty. I mean, government putting a lot of hope in the fact that government will collapse on itself quicker um, while you have to deal with the consequences of making it bigger um, is just not something that seems wise to me.
0: You know it. You know when you were saying that, I was realizing that this is kind of the position of the hopeless, right? Like the the position that the the gentleman on the phone was taking is the position that it makes sense from his perspective, right? He feels like he can't get to New Hampshire. He said that, uh, so he knows. He also about,
1: sees an impending crisis, and I see one right. too.
0: And uh, and so he's of that perspective. He feels like he's stuck where he is. He feels like things are getting much worse, and he knows that votes are useless, uh, certainly at the federal level. So screw it. Why not vote for the worst guy and bring on the uh, bring on the end? We're screwed. Right. But and, we're but, not screwed here in New Hampshire because we have liberty-minded people moving here every single month to get active, to achieve more freedom in our lifetime. We've gotten people elected. And it uh, takes time to law, get this done. Right. Laws have been changed in a positive direction. The budget has been reduced. We've got a robust uh, civil disobedience movement. Compared to anywhere
1: else uh, in this country, plus, plus what about here? that extra time that I have in order? If, if this collapse is coming, and he says he's a prepper, so let's. Mm-hmm. What about this time that I might have to put away more MREs and more AK forty seven rounds and more uh, twenty two long rounds or whatever it is that one might prep? More bottles of scotch because I think that that'd be a real commodity uh, when the uh, the big one comes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more crossbow bolts. If you read this, cigarettes, uh, uh, cigarettes, bucky the, the, what, balls, what, toilet whatever, paper, what, bucky balls? Yeah. <laughs> Have some buckyballs balls. Um, whatever it is that you need. Uh, what about that time that I need? Why in the world? I mean, is that is that not aggression to vote mm. that I don't have that much time in order to put this together? It's aggression. Yeah. It's it's an aggressive. If you're voting to do. for
0: violence, that is immoral.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we've got tweeters here saying the voting for anything is aggression, and I think that's just poppycock. Ridiculous. Uh, it, it can't be backed up, but you know, a. a We've we've discussed it many times here on the air. Yep. I have yet to. I'm open to the idea. I have yet to have anyone convince me yeah. um, that voting against tyranny is somehow aggression.
2: Well, what about a vote to completely eliminate the government? Technically, that would have some aggression involved in it because the money to buy the forms, to pay the secretary of state, to I mean, <laughs> it not, all
1: comes from somewhere. They're putting the, they're putting the ballots out there already. The ballot exists. The, simple the money's fact been that stolen. I, the, the simple fact that I'm going to put a check mark on it, it's going to be thrown away anyway if I don't put a check mark on it.
0: You know, uh, there was a little bit more on the NDAA thing, and maybe we can touch on that. But Mark, you've got
1: some breaking news out of Honduras. Yeah, it looks like that uh, the the Free Cities project um, is has been ruled by a partial. Uh a panel of the supreme court to be unconstitutional i'm going to read it here and try to try to get it it's not over but it's certainly a bump on the road the constitutional chamber of honduras's supreme court ruled wednesday that privately run cities in the central american country would be unconstitutional threatening a project to build model cities within their own uh, with their own police laws government and tax systems the five judge panel voted 4 to 1 in a ruling that goes against the honduran government and the country's elite is what uh, CBS News dot com here says, uh, because the decision is not unanimous, the case now goes on to the full 15 member Supreme Court, mm. which is expected to take it up within 10 days. Oh, wow. Bam. Yeah. that's but, fast. The uh, constitutional judges argued that foreign investment expected to be re- received by the state of Honduras implies transferring national territory, which is expressly prohibited by the Constitution. Ah. But this this uh, the cities project, the Free Cities Project, is put under the Model Cities Program, which is actually part of the Constitution. So I'm very interested in, in this. Now, I don't know anything about the Honduran Constitution other than what I've read and experienced in the last few weeks over this uh, uh, the Free Cities Project player, but by uh, Grupo MGK. But uh, you know, it's 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 a bump in the road,
0: no doubt. So within the next couple of weeks, we'll have the full Supreme Court of Honduras ruling on this matter.
1: Yeah, I'm very interested in how Michael Strong's going to deal with this. That's the guy behind MGK Group. That's right, Grupo MGK. Yeah. something like that.
0: Uh, It's a a great idea, I mean, for those that hadn't heard, uh, to build a a model city, essentially, and have the government of Honduras, in this case, stay hands-off. Yeah. Uh, basically,
1: basically building in, a hong kong uh is what his 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 idea was to build a hong kong of the west yeah. uh, you know a place that would have use best practices uh from governments you know here in here in the west and uh you know use uh, it
0: would have to be built to be attractive to people to come there and uh, because it's a risky endeavor right up front and it, it's apparently it might not even happen at this point it
1: might not this is the th- this is the tough thing with the freedom None of these countries want to give it up. I mean, here's some forest land that somebody's going to build uh, a city that's going to bring prosperity to the uh, nation, but oh no! It's bad. I mean, they're still misreporting the Guarafina thing, which is a non-indigenous group of people that they're calling indigenous and claiming that this would be built on their land, which is going to be built nowhere near their land, according to Michael Strong, uh, the guy the guy who's in charge of this. So
0: it's not – but this decision does not bode well for the full court. I guess we'll find out more in, uh, in due time. So, Brad, anything else regarding the NDAA? Speaking of courts in this country, uh, the NDAA just recently upheld by a panel of the appeals court.
2: Yeah, this is uh
0: and indefinite detention along with it.
2: Just a, a few more paragraphs to uh to round it out. Um this article uh, again, uh it's a blog talking about the Second Circuit Court of Appeals overruling a federal court injunction that would prohibit the uh United States military from uh blackbagging people um and not bringing them to court. Um to go on, The appeals panel listed several reasons for granting the stay this week. Firstly, the explicit confirmation by the government in its motion for a stay that, based on their stated activities, plaintiffs, journalists, and activists are in no danger whatsoever of ever being captured and detained by the U.S. military.
0: So the government's argument. Remember, the concern from the journalists was that they might be arrested under the NDAA and held indefinitely because of giving substantial support uh, right. to the, ter- the so-called terrorists. That's the reason they filed this. And so, basically, the government's response was, "Oh, we
2: wouldn't do that." Right, and um, <laughs> just trust us. Well, the um, what's interesting. The next sentence says the ex- that explicit commitment had been conspicuously absent and arguments before the lower court. The panel reasoned that although the NDAA allows for the indefinite detention of citizens without civil trial... So they didn't make that
0: argument until they lost.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Although it allows for the indefinite detention of citizens without uh, civil trial, it doesn't affect our rights because it says it doesn't. (laughs)
0: let's go to the phones we got jason on the line listen just trust him they're your government uh jason is listening in charleston west virginia to wvts on fm hey jason
5: hey how you doing hey what's on your mind hey i just uh i I heard you mention I, i listen to the show off and on i'm in law enforcement and um you were talking about new hampshire i just recently been on on the website i can't remember the website but it was i believe it was Maybe a hundred reasons to live in New Hampshire. Oh yeah, a free and, state uh,
3: project. It, mm-hmm.
5: Yes, it, it was. Uh, it was impressive, and uh, what my wife and I are our, our, our children are also homeschooled, and I know homeschooling's big in uh, in New Hampshire. But basically, just you know, I was impressed with it. Uh, it's, it's a great site, and then you know, some of the reasons to live in New Hampshire. It was, like I said, it was. It, it's good to see that there is a state out there that that really tries, you know, to to give you a little bit of freedom
0: yeah they're not completely insane in new hampshire just a little bit they're <laughs> yeah. still hurting peaceful that's all, that's people all. their law enforcement officers are still arresting peaceful people and i hope that you uh will have joined if you haven't already law enforcement against prohibition and uh come out on the side of freedom please
1: come on up to new hampshire we need good liberty oriented law enforcement here that's for sure
0: and jason i wish we had more time to talk to you feel free to call in anytime appreciate hearing from you tonight it has been ian here with you and bradley and mark see you tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.
5: It's change your words change your life. A daily minute program to help you understand the power of every
0: word you speak. Here's New York Times best-selling author Joyce Meyer.
5: You know, we've all had our feelings hurt by someone who was simply trying to be funny, and we more than likely have all hurt someone else's feelings while trying to be funny. I think the best policy is to be especially careful when teasing people about any mistake that they have made or any negative trait they have or anything about them personally that is unusual. Never tease overweight people about their weight, bald men about their baldness, or extremely tall or short people about their height. I can assure you that they are sensitive about these areas, and even if they laugh with you, it may hurt them deep inside. There are also times when we say, I am only joking, and it's just an excuse to tell people things that we feel about them. We should always be straightforward in our speech and never say things with hidden meanings. For Change Your Words, Change Your Life, I'm Joyce Meyer. For more information and insight on how you can change your words and change your life, please visit Joyce Meyer, spelled M-E-Y-E-R
0: dot O-R-G. The words we speak can affect our lives in positive and negative
5: ways. In her new book, Change Your Words, Change Your Life, best-selling author and internationally acclaimed teacher Joyce Meyer examines the power of words that convey our thoughts and emotions. She discusses how our words can increase or decrease our level of joy and how they can have a positive or
0: negative effect on our future. Change Your Words, Change Your Life, the latest book from New York Times best-selling author Joyce Meyer is available wherever books are sold.